Time to abandon ship. Can I persuade you to join us for a drink? It's a tradition. Here, here. Jar Jar, homie, my main man. Quickly, before the Separatists attack, get into the escape pod. Hey, this is escape. Then where the path? Welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod. I'm your host, Josh, and we have Reed and Blake with me in the Escape Pod right now. Uh, we are going to be watching The Force Awakens, which is Star Wars Episode 7, 2015, done by Disney. Disney's first uh, Star Wars movie, done under the Lucasfilm banner. And uh, it's definitely not our favorite, uh, but uh, prep those Blu-rays or those Disney Plus pages because uh, we're going to be chatting about it as we go through. We're going to sync up in a few minutes and, uh, and hit play all together. But uh, yeah, we're, again, this is not our favorites, so just a, a disclaimer there for you guys. Uh, we are watching it, though, because it is Star Wars, so uh, let's get to it. Another happy landing. to re-experience classic radio once again well the all-time radio comedy time machine and the yesteryear all-time radio podcasts are there for you across the internet to do just that with the classic jack benny series and the cbs radio mysteries we're here to bring classic radio to life so search us up and enjoy the rest of the show All right, welcome back, boys. Uh, we got Blake and Reed in the hey, Escape hey, Pod. Good to be here. Thanks again for having me. Glad to know I, I didn't get cut like some people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, good to be back. <laughs> Always good to have you guys back. I feel like you guys are the only ones that have uh, really taken an interest in doing this sort of thing. <laughs> well, it's been fun. Honestly, I don't know why the other guys didn't keep joining, but I guess they're busy or whatever. But uh, yeah. I'm just glad yeah, no, yeah, that's the thing. They they have a they have a good time, but yeah, they just they just have other things that they'd rather do, I guess, right? And you know, other yeah. priorities and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's cool. It's kind of it's, this is this has kind of become our thing. So we're gonna have to figure out what to do once we get through all these movies. But um, uh, <laughs> I think so well, we, we got, were talking about doing uh, uh, some of the what was it, Star Wars Squadrons. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So yeah, we got, uh, we got squadrons that we could talk about, which, um, I'm going to be, <clears throat> I'm going to make a big push to try and finish that campaign. I think within the next week. Um, a but, big push, uh, eh? yeah, big push. <laughs> yeah. Like we're going to, you know, finish the campaign so I can actually talk about it. Is it um, just that much of a struggle for you to get through it? <laughs> uh, honestly, it's not actually that bad. It's, it's a, it's I'm enjoying short, it. it. I just, I, uh, it, well, I, actually, I don't. Like, I don't even know because I think it's like fourteen hours. missions for each faction, so it's not a. It's that's not, not bad. like a that's bad. bad yeah. No, for the what you paid for the game, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah that's not bad at all. I think point. for me, it's more like finding the time in the evening to to do it. And um, I've been pretty bad recently about actually prioritizing playing video games. Now it sounds ridiculous. Prioritizing like, playing video yeah, games. No, I don't know. Like, some people <laughs> yeah. have an issue prioritizing anything else, but I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'd rather just kind of, I, you know, I sit at my desk all day working from home 
And, uh, and I, uh, you know, it's like when I'm, when I'm done, it's like the, the last thing I want to do is try and kind of focus intensely on a video game. So I find myself, you know, making dinner, relaxing for the evening. If I, if I have an evening, you know, to do what I want to do and I, uh, just crash on the couch and I've been watching suits. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm like for the last two and a half, maybe ish weeks. Um, I think I'm now I'm like almost done season three or something like that like i've i've like really binged that show uh, but it's been cool it's been a good show have you guys seen that show i actually um, haven't i know my family was really into it for a while but uh, i never got into it myself i haven't tried it i just was watching something else at the time yeah yeah i've never i think we talked about it a little bit i haven't watched it at all i think i watched a little bit of um uh, the Clone Wars, finally. <laughs> oh, did you? Oh, yeah, nice. Are you uh, you doing it in chronological order? Yes. <laughs> nice. man. That's, that's, that's my uh, man that's right there. Okay. Isn't that oh. fun? Watching one episode, have to take a list, see if you need to go three seasons over. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah, it's honestly you got to print the list out and just cross them off yeah. and it feels good. So I think I'm, I think I'm literally only like two or three episodes in and now I've got to watch... Um, Oh, the uh, theatrical release? Yeah, the theatrical. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Feel yeah. free to skip but, that. No one will try so, to do it. So as you know, but if you've already gone through the uh, the first three items, then uh, you uh, you now get the feeling of like of 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 like why chronological order makes more sense, right? Yeah, I was like, I'm watching these and I was like, man, I'm glad Josh and them told me to watch this in chronological order because I wouldn't yep. have the slightest clue what's going on because there's not a lot yeah, of dude. like preamble. It's it's insane. Yeah, and there's not like they're not long enough that they can be like, oh yeah, you know, like here's a bunch of like contextual information about what's going on. It's like no, it just throws you right in and you're watching like you know you're watching mm-hmm. them like go about their mission. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, it's very much that way. And if you don't watch chronological, it's even worse because. Then you have even less information going on. I don't know yeah, because then, you, then you feel like it like jumps that. all over the place. If, if you don't do it chronologically, like like, like um, Blake said, then it, you get this sort of like, oh, that character's back, and it's like, no, he already died. And yeah, yeah. Like this weird inconsistencies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like some of this stuff is an entire season apart. And I was yeah. like, mm-hmm. would I be able to remember any of this stuff? Like, what's the, like, what the heck? It's crazy, man. It's yeah. it's 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 nuts. I don't, there's no other show that that does this, and I'm not entirely sure why. Uh, why that is i guess i guess like, it was I just know george wanted to release the movie first or maybe it was the uh, producers mm-hmm. honestly i think that's the only reason but it makes no artistic sense at all and if that if they tried to do that in this day and age i know for sure feloni would just shut them down like no problem like, well yeah because he he, he didn't do hired. rebels that way no he didn't like he was just hired for that show so i didn't really he didn't have any weight to throw around at all right but i'm sure yeah he was like george's apprentice at the time yeah that's exactly it so yeah. i don't know i think george just wanted yeah. something in the theater that's really all i can take a guess at yeah i mean mm-hmm. like it's you know it's interesting because nowadays like a lot of shows like especially like the netflix series that uh or series i guess is the word that uh are released nowadays or even the prime ones like they're kind of all meant to be binge watched like they kind of just release them all at once and Mm -hmm. so like 
now now that i'm watching this show now like it's not so bad because i have access to all those episodes so i can yeah. just you know like uh, like between plex and then like everything else i can just like be like oh yeah like i can like hop from this season to that season watch yeah. this like theatrical release and then do the same thing over again but like i couldn't have imagined like trying to watch all this stuff like just you know week by week or whatever the release schedule was oh, like man. when the season came out yeah you wouldn't be given was... an option to do it chronological you just have to watch it be yeah just confused. sit there and be like oh okay like now we're over like doing this like all right yeah and then like another season later you like hop back to like the next part of the first episode <laughs> it, it's yeah. pretty crazy and like i mean i'm a i mean not only does like the chronological part make more sense but it also because I mean, it's not like the first two seasons are are garbage or anything like that. But there's definitely a lot less. Um, me, there's sure. a yeah, there's a lot less uh, preferred story arcs in there. Uh, you know, for most, including you know myself included. Yeah. Um, so it's like you know, people going through season by season tend to like somewhat skip those first two seasons which is yeah I know it, I did. it's almost um i know I, you did but it's I almost tried. too bad because like there's some things in yeah. there that are very crucial for like later on mm. because like the very important characters that become very memorable like like ahsoka and and like because the clone wars ends up being her story right so yeah. like her beginnings come from those first seasons and like you see the transition of her being this like snippy little naive girl to oh this very capable Jedi who ends up ends up being what she she is later. So um, like it's a it's a very like, you know, it's like I don't I didn't like her character at all. Like when when I first started watching no, the show, I and didn't then, either. I don't think anyone who had was old enough to have already seen all the movies, like specifically like the prequels in their release order. Mm -hmm. I don't think any anyone in that group enjoyed Ahsoka the first time that they saw her. No. And I think she's probably the only character in Star Wars history to really actually win over everybody in the audience. Yeah. After after so many after so much time. Like I can say that with full confidence that she is probably the only character that's ever been able to do that. And I think a lot of credit goes to Ashley Eckstein for the performance, yeah. Dave Filoni for the writing and the and the direction. And uh, and then, of course, the rest of the team and especially George Lucas, who, who created this character and specifically wanted a uh, an apprentice to Anakin Skywalker, who is a, a this female Togruta. So young, are you snippy, hard to listen to. Togruta. Are you talking about the, exactly. the movie itself that like won over people or no. like the entire no, like not. over the span not. of the show? <laughs> yeah. Over the span of the show. Like definitely not. Yeah. When, when well, everyone. So that the, oh, yeah, the movie is where people started. Is, yeah. Where she's. Yeah, where she's introduced, right? So, um, so it's it's over the course of the show, and by the by the end of season seven, she she honestly becomes one of most people's favorite characters. Yeah, I can see that. I say the part like where you start to actually like when she's on screen is probably like season like for three. me maybe season, season three, late three or four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, midway through season three is when they started doing a lot of visual changes to the show. Yeah. And um, they upgraded the models like she they kind of aged her a little bit, gave her gave her a different costume. And, you know, the the very uh, iconic dual lightsaber, you know, thing that she has going on. Mm. So that was kind of like the turning point, I think, for her character, for a lot of people. Um, and it was just like that maturing moment for her. Yeah, so, she was a lot less childish after that. 
Yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, and then whereas Rebels, on the other hand, I never got too attached to Ezra Bridger, honestly. I didn't either. Um, I didn't hate him, but I've never like been a huge fan of him at all. And uh, like, although kinda, I, do, I did like Kanan Jarrus quite a bit. I loved Kanan. What's funny is I like Kanan better in the book than in the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. So the book, I think, was was done for that mature, more mature audience, right? But then, yeah. but then uh, I guess being a kid's show, they had to dial it back like a lot. So, yeah, I can see that. Cause like, was, and because the book came it, before the show, it was like it, it was like really oh, disjointed. We... But like in the book, he was a lot more of like a cowboy-ish character. Whereas yeah. in the show, I thought he was a lot more like he was a lot more mopey. Yeah, like, was just there yeah. to like complain to Ezra that he's doing it wrong. And I feel like that's all he really did. Yeah, like the book made him a little more confident than I think he ended up starting out in the show. Yeah. But. I don't know. I did like where they took his character and I love like kind of what happens in the end. But um, yeah, it's uh, yeah, you'll enjoy the Clone Wars. So, I mean, you know, keep us updated on like what what mm. what you where you're at, you know, week to week. Just just say, uh, I don't know, give, yeah, give us a rundown I, I as to, to like where you're the, at. Uh, theatrical release right now. And so once uh, once that's done, then I'll be kind of back into the swing of like the, the right. actual episodes and stuff. Yeah, 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 totally. Well, um, speaking of characters that we can love and and not love, I mean, to a lot of people, uh, the Force Awakens uh, was an awakening uh, for for you know what what Disney was going to do with the sequel trilogy, which turned out to not be the biggest fan favorite. Um, and this is, of course, a movie that is very interesting for for what it is because it's not only the first one that Disney did under the Lucasfilm banner, but um, it's also the, 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 the biggest change of direction from the very beginning. This is the movie yeah. that is responsible for this entire outcome of, of these three films because they had the outline for the sequels that oh, was George. done by the yeah. maker, George yeah. Lucas, and they just threw it out the window. And, and they did that after writing the first draft of this movie and realized we don't want to do this, we're going to make something different. And uh, honestly, the like, response of this movie was very good. Like it was very well received by the public. But me thinking back to those days, I think there was so much hype for just a new a Star lot. Wars movie yeah. in general mm -hmm. that if that movie were to come out today, I don't know if it would have the same response. So... Sorry, I just want to say, so it's funny that you talk about how, like, they threw out George Lucas's, like, uh, um, plan, like uh, concepts, I guess, is maybe yeah. the right word, uh, because they're like, oh, you know, we want to go our own direction. And, like, I'm up to a certain extent, I'm all for, uh, like, a certain amount of creative freedom and stuff like that. Yeah. But, mm -hmm. like, what's, like, my greatest criticism, like, of this whole movie is just that have is how like uncreative it is <laughs> it's, ironic, it's, it? it's so ironic that they're like no yeah. george we're not gonna listen what you say we're gonna do our own thing and they make a, like it, the exact same movie as like a new hope almost i mean like yeah. you know it's different in a lot of ways but just like the main plot is so unoriginal it's like laughable that they like 
throw out an opportunity to look at something that like is original, like, you know, George Lucas's concepts and stuff and to make something like so uncreative is like, uh, like, uh, I mean, for, for especially being for Star Wars, which is George's legacy and his goal, like was using Star Wars as a vessel for many, many other things, including, you know, reinventing the film industry over and over again. You know, whether it be converting theaters to digital, you know, fixing up theaters with the THX sound systems, like, uh, or, or even just reinventing how visual effects were done, like everything that can't, at pacing of the film, you know, the, the way that uh, there's no uh, actor's credits in the beginning. I mean, like all that stuff, like it translates into today and, and as it's modernized what we watch, uh, you know, in today's, today's film, right? So, um, it's it's crazy. Like you know, Star Wars has changed the the planet, and and uh, I mean, The Force Awakens did nothing to change anything. In fact, it was just a rehash of uh, or a recreation of uh, of trying to recreate that nostalgic feeling for a lot of these people who grew up with those first three films. And you know, it's like it might be something nice to for those people to see again in a different format. But I mean. You know, going forward, it's not going to have this lasting effect that it had on people 40 years ago. I mean, no, 40 years sure. from now, The Force Awakens is just going to be that other Star Wars film that came out in 2015. And it's it, there's nothing iconic about this movie. Like there's there's nothing iconic about about this movie that it had on any impact to the rest of the planet. You know what I mean? Like I can I can say with with yeah. full uh, confidence that there was nothing in this film that changed anything about the way movies are done today. No, like, really and, not from no. a technological perspective. No, that. like I've, I've got to be honest, man. Like to me, like when I think about like the legacy of like this movie, to me, it's just like a crappy remake. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Like <laughs> plot has changed much. Like a bunch of cool yeah. new characters and blah 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 that they try to make into like a team and stuff. And I mean, like sure they've got like you know some of the cast of the old characters, but other than like Han Solo, none of them really play a meaningful enough role that you know it like contributes much to the film. Mm. Right. Well, I mean, that all being said, um, I guess we'll we'll unleash the rest of, of of everything in the course of watching this movie. But um, I mean, it is a Star Wars movie, uh, regardless, you know, whether whether it's uh, yeah. all our favorites or not. And uh, it is part of the um, grand saga that is the Star it, Wars. It is. It yep. is supposed to be. <laughs> so uh, yeah, let's let's get into this here. Let's do the countdown, and uh, then uh, we'll hit play. All right. So uh, I'll hit play in. Uh, so for everyone at home, uh, we're gonna we're gonna watch this on Disney Plus, and uh, if you got your your Blu-ray ready or whatever, launch your app up. Um, we'll hit play in three, two, one. Punch, Punch it. it. Oh, there we go. Yeah, I was waiting for it too. <laughs> a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away.
I will say, I don't know if I ever felt any more possible hype for a movie that was coming out my entire life. Honestly, yeah. Like, yeah, I agree with that. When this movie came out, I think I saw it seven or eight times in theaters. Yeah, yeah, I got to say the hype around this movie was was pretty hard to compete with. I think, I mean, when I see the when I when I compare the hype to this movie that was you know mm-hmm. um, to the Phantom Menace though, um, I, I honestly I got to say the Phantom Menace I think had even more hype even than, than this one did. Uh, yeah, like I think there was more um, build up around this movie that had already been teased for over fifteen yeah. years rather than a movie that kind of got announced after about a decade. Right. Actually, not even a decade. It was, uh, so episode three came out in episode five Mm -hmm. and this movie was announced in 2012 at the end of 2012. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was only years, but yeah, it was only a handful of years. Whereas, like, it episode felt like five, a very long time. It, it did. It did feel like a very long time because we didn't think there would be any more, right? Yeah. That's um, where, whereas, like, people who who grew up like earlier, early in the earlier days when Star Wars first came out, yeah. um, episode five was episode five, right? Like, like when episode five came out, episode four was relabeled to be episode four. Yeah, um, a, a new hope. So what was to come? Exactly. So so people wait. have been waiting so since long. 1980. Yeah. yeah, since 1980 up until 1999. 19 years. It's a very that's long a long time. time to wait for a movie. Yeah, a very very long time. Yep. No, that's a good point. I mean, if they said right now that they were going to make a Star Wars Old Republic movie in 19 years. I would, I would, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like people will have like been born and died before this movie well, came out. Exactly, and plus, on top of that, if if they said on top of that, the technology is not with us at the moment that we can accomplish what we want to do for that movie, I'd be uh, like. I'd be, I'd be honestly be like peeing myself with excitement. I'd be like, this is going to be the most insane movie I've ever seen. So. so Quick question: Who is this old guy? I never understood who the heck he is because he's like, "Oh yeah, like, you know, she's royalty to me." Blah blah blah. Laura yeah. Santeca. Because um, yeah, yeah, he's not in uh, any of the old movies, so I'm like, why am I supposed to like know that this? So there's some there's some kind of built up background history around this character that. Uh, we actually don't have any history for still. I mean, they, they've built, they've built up, they've, so they've kind of filled in the gaps with some of the comic books, but there, there yeah. really isn't much about yeah, it. So it, this scene just confuses me so much. Cause they get like a stellar, like a class actor yeah, they did. to play this guy that I'm like, who talks like we're supposed to know him like between what him and yeah. like the conversation him and poe have about like lay and stuff it's well, like we're supposed to know him and then i we don't i'm I like think what the heck it's a mix of two things firstly jj loved how uh, george when he did like a new hope in all of the movies he told the story where the characters you could feel like there was so much more outside of the movie that you weren't being told but it made this the world feel alive right so he was a big fan of that, which would lead to the situation with a character that's in that position. 
Yeah. And as far as him being a famous actor, I think there was just a lot of famous people that were like, oh, Star Wars movie, I'll do any part. I don't care. I just want to be in it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's that. And on top of that, I mean, with that with that thing that you mentioned about the built up history, the difference is, is that George actually had this built up history, like in an outline where Luke Skywalker was talking about the Clone Wars. And, you know, that that was that was in George's head for for, you know, the the. 20 something odd years that it was before he decided to make that uh, a movie. Right. So, um, or, or like show that on the screen. And uh, at the time it wasn't even, even a glimmer of hope that we'd even get that, but, but it was still a story that was in George's head that he was going to do if the, if it ever presented itself. Right. Um, and, uh, the difference with that compared to like this, like, it's a kind of like this artificial built up history. It's kind of there to mimic that feeling. It's like, Oh, this guy's known this other guy for a very long time. And, you know, this is a very built up moment over, over, over what? And it's really just, it's, it's there for nothing. Like it's there for no reason. It's just there for, for cosmetic purposes, I guess. Yeah, so this is this was another thing that bothered me is because I liked uh, Finn's character, like mm-hmm. he was a cool character. Yeah. But the logic behind him switching from like First Order to uh, like the you know the Resistance, I guess we call it now. Mm. I didn't understand yeah. that because it's like this whole thing right now. He's like you know flabbergasted or shocked that his. I guess his friend or something like that was killed. And then, you know, he suddenly realizes all this, like, you know, killing and stuff is so bad. He's like, oh my gosh, my best friend just died. And then he turns around and he's willing to, like, slaughter his old, like, comrades. Like, what the heck? That's true. It is a weird turnaround. It is, yeah. It is because because the thing about Finn is that this is his first, like, battle so yeah. to say yeah um, and and it, it's it, it is strange because he's been raised since he was like a baby right like they were like all these stormtroopers were kidnapped from their families like at a very very young age and yeah you know raised to basically be stormtroopers and yeah, so uh, all the people that he grew up with like spent his have spent his entire life with yeah. up until this point his and he's family. Like, one, one of them gets killed and he's like now i'm willing to kill all the rest of them yeah. I don't think it was yeah. his friend being killed that said, "Oh, I need to destroy." Well, see, this is what makes yeah. the clones. This is what makes the clones so awesome because, like, they call each other brother. Yeah, like, where's yeah, the brotherhood? Like, you don't like. There's, there's a brotherhood in. Yeah, like, there's a brotherhood in war, right? Yeah, so, I mean, my, like, all of my like current or ex army buddies, like, dude, like, brotherhood is everything in a military unit because it's not just about like you know the training and the teamwork and stuff like that but like you have like a relationship with those people that you're not going to get like in any other aspect of life exactly so now i won't be able to get back to it that force when they first added that that force power was pretty cool that That, was very very cool cool. that is cool yeah that freeze thing is pretty badass yeah A lot of people get annoyed by Poe being like this, kind of like sarcastic and like, like almost like out of the moment of what's going on. But yeah. I don't know. I don't mind it. I can see just being some like cocky pilot, but just he's been, yeah. especially now that we know that he's this guy who's just like never failed at anything. 
you can see why you would have so much confidence and not really be too concerned about it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah that that didn't really bother me at all. Like I know, I've, like that, like yeah. humor. Like some people weren't a huge fan of that. I didn't yeah. mind it. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I don't know. I'm not like it doesn't bother me, but um, <laughs> I do. I do. I, I have to say though, the the difference in the in the script with these movies and all the previous like the well the previous george like the lucas films yeah um is it, it does <laughs> it does feel very different like when you when you like yeah. hear some of the characters talk it's like that was not written by by george lucas <laughs> yeah no that's fair george had a really good job of making each character feel really unique yeah it almost feels like um to almost uh, it almost feels very modern in a way where it's like these these characters are almost uh i don't know like i mean i hate to like i think uh, george, I, george isn't much of a writer at all no so i hate to like diss his writing ability but uh but it almost it's almost a part of star wars to not have very great writing you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> it's like i, I know, know what I you're mean saying, like yeah like it's not an insult i just it's just like I mean, storytelling—it's brilliant. But as far as like dialogue goes, uh, it's it's always struggled with that. But it's become yeah. part of the Star Wars identity, and, and like, and you these almost say, feel too clean. Like it's almost very like live performance theatrical, or like a like a, a midday yes. like drama series. Yeah, per- operatic, kind of operatic, or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, and to go with that, you find out that like the original cast three of five are all related to each other. So it does yeah. have that, that very like low key, like maybe like nineties or eighties kind of drama feel. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a, well, it's, it's how George described. It was a space opera. Yeah. So, yeah. But, but yeah, these, these almost feel like way too clean compared to those movies mm-hmm. at times. Mm-hmm. One thing that I will say I really loved about probably more this movie than the next two, but all three of them to some degree is just the level of cool props that they took from the other movies and like use them for different purposes. So like her, yeah. her goggles are from a stormtrooper helmet. I thought that was super cool. Like take something old and like refurbish it. Yeah. yeah that's, that's a, that's a good point. Like her being a scavenger, it's um, it's a, it, it's very appropriate to like have that kind of correlation and, mm. Really just anything that isn't part of the like yeah. the mainstream two powers, right? Yeah. Just like they just use what they could find. And there'd be right. a lot of that. Like, we found yeah. out later that yeah. there's that massive battle. The final battle is on this planet, right? So it's probably all sorts of stuff even beyond just the Star Destroyer lying around. Yeah. Yeah, so um, yeah, a bit of history on Jakku is, is that the final battle between the rebellion and uh, the empire happened here 29 years ago. And yeah. uh, that's why all these star destroyers are kind of crashed and everything because um, it was initially Jakku was, was rigged to, to blow uh, by, uh, by the empire, part of, part of Emperor Palpatine's contingency plan after, if he, if he died and uh and his idea was if he died he wanted the empire to die with him so that because it was a failed empire for for you know basically it's like the 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 ship goes down with its captain kind of thing and um there was all these comic books and books that kind of built up this contingency plan the battlefront 2 campaign uh there was a a comic book called uh, shattered empire uh the aftermath trilogy of books 
um, there was there was a decent amount of things that kind of piped in this story of uh, if Palpatine <laughs> ever died, this event would would transpire. And uh, naturally, we find out later on they kind of went back on that, and it's like, oh, he's actually not dead. But all this mm. stuff happened anyways now, um, and it left like scars on this planet with all these yeah. down ships and everything. So I, I always liked that idea uh, around Jakku. I always liked yeah. the idea that they that they had this like. It's almost become you know, like his graveyard planet. Yeah, 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 kind of. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was great, and also a failed attempt at because you know it, the, the the plot to blow up Jakku with with all the. Br- rebellion ships around end up getting thwarted but um <laughs> a lot such of a sad moment just looks across the table and it's like that's my future sitting yeah. right across yeah. from me. you can see it dawns on her face too right yeah, yeah. but simon peg oh simon peg simon peg had the audacity yeah. to you know he was like sweating in the costume and and all this anyway he, he loves Star Wars, right? Uh, at least he loves the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, his his buddy J.J. Abrams gave him this this part to play. And and on the documentary behind the scenes or whatever, he's like, I'm sweating. I'm doing this for Star Wars. As if it's some like high honor that he's like, you know. It's like, like a sacrifice. Like, come on. Yeah. yeah, as if it's a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice but it's for like, him to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, come on, man. Like Simon was, Pegg's an amazing actor. They could have given him like a pretty kick butt role in this movie, but they made him this sloggy. Well, I don't think they would have ever showed his face because he was in Star Trek, right? Oh, uh, that's fair. Yeah. They probably want to stay away from that kind of like I think so cross, too, yeah. Yeah. Cross contamination, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> but that that bread thing, by the way, that little bread trick was um uh, that's actually like a legitimate th- uh, thing. That wasn't uh, VFX oh, yeah. or anything like that. That's that's a real ingredient <laughs> that you that's can make cool. at home if you have the right stuff. Yeah. Is it edible? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh. What? So back, <laughs> back. Sorry. Back to what we were talking about, though, with her, like you know, like looking across the the bench and like seeing her future, basically. Yeah. Like that's one of the things that bothered me about this movie so much is that like. They kept like she was just so obsessed about going back to Jakku or oh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, at the end, and, yeah, 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 or like, yeah, she's always wants to get back. Well, she's waiting for her parents, right? Yeah, but then so like, like her parents will show show up and she won't be here. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it was just like I don't know. I I didn't like it because it just like forced us to come back to Jakku <laughs> so much. Whereas like with other Star Wars movies, like at least they like move on to like. Other yeah, stuff, I mean, it's right? not like we go to Tatooine more than once. <laughs> well, yeah well you know you know what's movie. funny you know what's funny about that it's like she's always trying to get off jakku and stuff like that yeah. and the end of her story arc ends with like her ending up on just another desert planet living in somebody True. else's house <laughs> yeah like what the much just just water <laughs> yeah <laughs> pretty much what did you guys think of the bb8 droid design because like this is like the first like major character that was like yeah. a big change from the standard like astromech and uh, prototype. I think the design is cool. I, I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, like it's it's kind of like impractical and yeah, which is very Star Wars. Yeah. So yeah, I actually really like the design of EB8. I I yeah. did too. Yeah, I thought it, I always thought it was pretty cool. Um, I don't like how throughout these three films they took so much away from r2 and 3po because I agree of with that yeah that he got so pushed in the background because like when you 
Well, it didn't well, surprise find them... me. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Well, yeah, I was I was going to say it didn't surprise me because I mean, you got the uh, most of the original cast of characters that you know show up to varying degrees in all of the films. Then you have the new cast of characters that are supposed to be, you know, taking over from the old cast, but we still have the old cast in the movies. Yeah. And then somehow on top of all of that, they're supposed to fit in you know, R2, D2, and C3PO and stuff. So yeah. it didn't surprise me that they right. were basically like pushed off to the side because. Right. Yeah, but sorry. Yeah. No. Didn't no. mean to interrupt you. No, no, it's fine. Like, no, that is fair. It is a, that is a lot of different characters to juggle. But I guess because we knew we weren't going to see them much in this movie so much, but I had, I guess, maybe an inkling in the back of my mind that it's the like original duo of droids they're in all the movies right so like even if they yeah. were underused like they are in some of the prequels i thought at least to be around that much instead of a cameo per movie mm-hmm. yeah i gotta say this is another kind of forced trait that they sort of focused in on was like the fact that like you can read minds with the you know this force thing and yeah uh, i guess you know, it's not actually something that we saw in any of the other movies. They more or less just like sensed things and, mm-hmm. you know, Palpatine just knew things without without needing yeah. to do that. But yeah. but it is something that I actually like a lot is, you know, forcefully almost extracting thoughts yeah. through the force, like well, out of someone's brain. I thought that was pretty cool. That was like I uh, like other than like the helmet removal, I quite liked uh kylo ren's character and like for that reason because like as since he because most of the characters like vader and palpatine right are very like experienced powerful sith and stuff right and so he's a powerful sith but he's like very he he's a rookie right he's new he's he's raw and they did a great job like portraying that like rawness of his power because like you know unlike palpatine he can't just you know chill back in his chair and you know read luke skywalker's mind or whatever like he has to get up in their face and like practically like grab them almost to to read their mind and then like even his lightsaber design like very uh very reminiscent of like just his character itself like how how raw and untrained he is that's a good point. And mm, yeah. I think they did do a really good job of that. And he's arguably the best character in this trilogy, I would say. Oh, yeah. Like, his his mm. story arc is the one that I liked the most out of yeah. all of the characters in this trilogy. I think they did That's true. Yeah, yeah way better with his than everyone job. else's. Yeah, he did. That being said, I do wish he would have wore the helmet more. It just felt yeah. like once like, he took I it off, it, they... he's never put it on again. Yeah, I get it. We need to see yeah. his face, like you know, because he's like they want to show who's actor, yeah. who the actors and stuff. But yeah, I, I, yeah, and and in a way, I, I do like the fact that it's like in this movie, like when he had it on, as soon as he took it off, I, it kind of bothered me. Um, yeah, and it's yeah. kind of like how in the Mandalorian, it's like what he says, like once you take the helmet off, you can never put it back on again. That's and funny. he means I wonder that. If they said that just because of the fan reaction (laughs) yeah well it's true though i mean because once someone sees your face it's like the face yeah because like you know it's almost like i mean it's almost like the batman principle right like it's like it's not who i am underneath but what i do that defines me right like it's like that kind of thing like (laughs) so like his face is the batman and and it doesn't matter who's underneath the bat mask what matters is like this 
mask stands for something. Yeah. So like Kylo Ren's mask is designed to intimidate fear. And it's like when he takes that off, it's like that fear level is just gone. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because um, realize he's just some squirmy kid. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. But See, that like, being I think- said, I, I do like the next movie and that he really kind of amped up the performance and, yeah, and, yeah. and uh, th- then I could appreciate it without the mask. But, but in this movie, I, it kind of ruined it for me. Well, yeah. what's funny well, is uh, some fr- close friends of mine, they watched this movie and they liked it up until they saw his face and then they couldn't take it seriously. And I don't think they ever watched the rest of them because they kind of ruined it for them. <laughs> like, yeah. They have a Sarge, by the way. Yeah, he said, oh, because, uh, do you guys know who Ron Howard is? Is that right? No, I'm getting that wrong. Yeah. There's like this, there's a a live talk radio host who's really famous, and he looks kind yeah. of like uh, like Kylo, and like they just couldn't unsee that once they saw his face. Mm. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. look up his name. Yeah, what was that? No, Read. All right. Oh, um, what was I gonna say? Oh, I was. Uh, I was going to say that, like, kind of a lost opportunity I think they had is that, like, they, you know, they touch on how obsessed he is with uh, Vader, like, since he's, you know, the oh yeah uh, grandson yeah. of Vader and stuff like that. And so, like, you know, they do a great job of kind of, like, uh, you know, showing his obsession with oh. Vader and stuff, but kind of a lost opportunity is that, like, uh, like they could have, like, done something to him uh like you know mask off like where maybe he'd like tried to mutilate himself or do something to himself to kind of hone back to like to make him even more uh like vader and that kind of thing i mean not that you know i'm advocating for someone to mutilate themselves or whatever but to make them a more compelling character in a movie but just like it i don't know it could have been an interesting opportunity to it's interesting that. that you mentioned that because that's where Colin Trevorrow's script would have taken his character if he had his way with the movie. Oh, no way. Yeah, it's like he would have been he would have gone further into darkness and and almost he wouldn't have he wouldn't have been redeemed apparently. Yeah. He would have been kind of this tragic lost character and he was supposed to go so so down in the depths with his uh, his quest on becoming more powerful and more evil to be like Vader, that yeah. uh, a holocron that he's like looking at blows up in his face or whatever, and and kind of mutilates his actual face or whatever, uh, and yeah. and I think it burns his helmet to his skull or something. So oh, wow. uh, it it would have been like this, um, almost like this like uh, image of of somebody who is working to be like he's he's trying to be that mask right and and now yeah. that mask is permanently welded to be his face yeah so, see that could have been what yeah like that's just such a lost opportunity it, yeah it would have been pretty cool um i think it was a much darker movie than rise of skywalker ended up being though which is why i think yeah. they ended up not going with that plan but right that would have been super cool though i love that idea i yeah, love the the, du- idea. And, and the the script was called duel of fates the whole thing is leaked out online uh colin trevorrow confirmed that it was legit so it's like you can wow. in fact look it up and and see the beats as to like how the story would have progressed and and it would have been my preferred version of episode nine definitely yeah too bad yeah, yeah. was palps in it no. 
Oh, I, I like it already. <laughs> I had a feeling that Pelps was brought in last minute because I didn't know what to do. It was. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was. Absolutely. Because, I mean, let's not forget that J.J. Abrams doing episode nine was a last minute decision, too, because Colin yeah. Trevorrow was the guy that, you know, was doing it. Like, it was a last minute decision just as much as this film was bringing J.J. in to direct it because the first full draft with concept artwork and everything got scrapped. Like, yeah. that was based on George's idea. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of all so over the place. Did- it's, it's, yeah, it's, it sucks because episode seven and nine, both the movies that J.J. Abrams was, was involved with are both the movies that got scrapped last minute and redone over again. That's a good point. Yeah, J.J.'s just got this curse linging to him. <laughs> <laughs> He's the rebooter. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I liked what he did with Star Trek. I think he did great with Star Trek, but... Yeah, well, it's funny is he just made it into Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is why everyone thought it would be fantastic to have J.J. work on a Star Wars movie. Yeah, but then yeah. they realized, oh, he can't actually make something that interesting or original. <laughs> yeah. Or he's good at, like, throwing out ideas, but he can't really write an ending. <laughs> Like, but like, like that's the thing, like for example, he, yeah, he he cannot write an ending for it to save his life. I mean, like not only did this movie create Star Killer Base, which was just a you know another Death Star, but um, his final finale for for Episode Nine was another super weapon, which was uh, you know thousands More of star destroyers lasers. with 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 mini planet lasers on them. It's and, like, why and, don't we can't have one big thing with lots of planet killing lasers? Yeah, so let's make yeah, lots Palpatine's, of things with planet killing lasers. Yeah, and, and then make it Palpatine's plan to begin with, sort of thing. It's like my plan from the beginning was not to have just one Death Star, but two Death Stars, and then a Star Killer base on top of that. And if that didn't work out, I would have many, many Death Stars all over the galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> it just like stuck on this one idea. All of which can get blown up like instantly if you hit the right spot. Yeah. <laughs> like, including the Star Destroyer. It's just like, oh. pew, 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 boom, the whole thing dies. Oh, man, so bad. I love that that creature, though, by yeah. the way. That's a, that's a that massive yeah. piece that of, uh, of puppetry. Uh, that was like a big animatronic that they made. <laughs> He's like, this is so yeah, gross. What did they call it? They had a really good name for it on RFR. Oh yeah, it was like the the now the the pu- oh, was it the puffer pig? No, it was a uh, ah uh, dang, I forget. No, that was the rebels. The rebels puffer pig. Um, oh, okay, they had such a good name for it though. I really liked it a lot. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Everyone's just watching. He's like, oh, dang. I love her face coming up here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just so ridiculous. <laughs> Look at it. <laughs> so angry. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, She's like sticking her lips out but like they're open. 
It's like she was told to look menace, menacing, but she's never done it before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what's crazy about Jakku, like Neem Outpost, is that that gate that you see from uh, the entryway is uh, that was used in the promotional images for for the for this movie. And there was fans online that pointed out that this is in fact the same design that Ralph McQuarrie did way back when, uh, when when I think it was the first movie when when a, a New Hope was getting concepted out. And uh, it's cool that they that they you know nothing at Luke's film goes unused. Uh, it, it ends up getting recycled somehow, some way. And if it doesn't, it just remains to be there as inspiration. But uh, it's cool that they actually made this like a life a lifelike thing. It wasn't until much later that I actually realized that this is also uh, a tidbit that they added into the Force Unleashed uh, one. I think it was as like the one of the one of the Sith missions or whatever. You end up at Jabba's palace. And uh, they had this exact gateway outside the the doors of Jabba's palace on that map in in Force Unleashed uh, all those years ago. So it's pretty crazy. Like it just goes to show how nothing ever gets unused, uh, or nothing goes unused in the end. Uh, if things eventually get recycled or, or you know used in some way, some form, which makes me wonder what they're actually going to do with George's outlines for the for the sequels, like whether or not we'll get those adapted into a comic book or, you know, m maybe those will get released online as like some notes that we can read through. And, you know, maybe it'll make its way into Star Wars Insider in the next uh, the next year or two. But uh, yeah, who knows? We'll, we'll see. Also, massive, massive wasted opportunity to have her fight with a dual bladed lightsaber. Oh yeah, that's something else that would have been a duel of fates. Yeah. Well, like, wow. Why did they not do that? It, it just makes yeah. so much sense. It makes it's a lot so of sense. Cool. Like yeah, the transition from the staff to the dual lightsaber. Oh, like I forth on that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, maybe Colin Trevorrow would have been the right call. Yeah, Honestly, man. it was a way more preferred version of Episode Nine for me. Like there was more yeah. that made sense. It was actually like a real. I mean, it embraced the fact that Last Jedi did what it did, and it just rolled with it. Really? Right. So it, it didn't yeah. feel like an out of place movie at all that tried to like change things. So it didn't sudden. pretend that uh, Last Jedi didn't happen. Basically, <laughs> that's that's right. Yeah, that's right.
It's not that I don't like Ray's character, but she really just doesn't interest me at all. Like, like I don't know. Like when I watched this movie, yeah. I didn't really have that much care for her, I guess, you know? Well, they never give her like any like meaningful reason to be a like a compelling character other than the fact that, you know, she ha- can use the force and stuff like that. They yeah. don't it's not until Rise of Skywalker that they give her like a like a legacy to back her, like at least with like Ben, like he's got that lazy or, or uh, Kylo Ren, he's got that legacy from the start. Like there's yeah. he has yeah, a huge, which like, makes him interesting. Yeah, yeah. there's so much backstory to him, and like so much like to dive into with like yeah, the fight between like good side, light side, all that stuff. But with Ray, like we don't know anything about her at all. Like the entire like series until the last movie, where they're like, oh yeah, just so you know, you're the daughter or the granddaughter of like a uh, Palpatine or whatever. Yeah, old, yeah. old Grandpa Palps. Yeah, yeah. So By the way, that that Ankar plot like line like two minutes ago, or whatever, like mm-hmm. that that's mine. Like such yeah. a memeable moment right there. Yeah, like, I actually true. really yeah. like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's like, mine. I mean, yeah. you, you and I quote him all the time, Blake. Like it was just like with, uh, <laughs> one quarter ration. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's mine. <laughs> Yeah, you know, for how long he's in the movie, he does have some good lines. Yeah, he does. He's like he's, he's a memorable uh, character for the few things he had. Yeah. So this is this is one of the things I loved about like this movie though. Like they did such a good job with like the visuals and like this was oh, such yeah. a cool uh, chase and stuff like that. I mean, it's it's definitely it's a cool. uh, yeah, like flying amongst all this destroyed star destroyer. It's just so cool. Oh yeah, it's so like, awesome. Yeah. You can't have a more cool setting. Yeah. Why doesn't he climb to the other one? Right? <laughs> That's what I was wondering. I was like, bro, you realize it's a patch, right? He just sits there. Yeah. Like, and he has to know there's two because he crawled down the ladder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he could go to the other one. <laughs> right? He's just too lazy, I guess. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to give up here. I mean, I think yeah. we've already established he's not the most like thoughtful character in the world because I mean, his friend dies and now he just he's decided he's going to kill all of his brother. That's true. <laughs> so now, now he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh look, <laughs> makes her just do all the work so he can get the kill. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Woo! That kills mine! (laughs) Yeah, I got the higher kill death ratio. Suck it. Did you see that kill I got? Did all that myself. Oh my gosh.
this this part kind of uh, <laughs> it, I don't know. It, I just thought it was a little ridiculous when I first saw it. Yeah. He just like throws a tantrum. Yeah, yeah I, di- I didn't find it funny, and and I don't know. Yeah. It was just it was just kind of like it felt kind of strange. I think it's supposed to make you feel awkward, like yeah, this guy's like kind of childish. Yeah. Yeah. See, like, I think that's, like, one of the biggest things I noticed um, with, like, the Disney, like, takeover of the franchise is that, like, with, you know, Poe's character and the type of humor that he has and then, like, these really, like, awkward moments and, like, awkward sections of dialogue, you can tell 100% they pulled that from, like, the uh, like the Marvel movies and stuff like that. Like, there was a huge, like, I just remember there being, like, a shift after the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Like, even in the Marvel movie themselves, like, they changed over a lot. Like, uh, yeah. with, like, the Thor movies uh, as well. Like, the, like Thor Ragnarok. Like, yep. the Thor movies up until that point had been pretty serious. And then with yeah. Thor Ragnarok, they tried to force that type of humor that they had in Guardians of the Galaxy onto like all the characters all of a sudden and it just made it like i really didn't like the ragnarok but like here mm-hmm. I, you see them doing that oh i mean a lot more dialed down than from like the marvel movies but like they're s- still doing that t- type of like awkward humor yeah and so i think that yeah the tantrum is just one of those moments because you're like you're like that really just happened disney-fied humor moments yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was because George's kind of humor is very slapsticky, and yeah. uh, and and honestly, again, it's kind of become a, a like a piece of identity of like yeah, dude, like, I, love, I love those one-liners and stuff. Like those were great. Like yeah. I mean, like the franchise was originally made in the eighties, so like it's true, right? One-liners, yeah, like that was great. Like Obi Wan's one-liners and the, the, the prequels, yeah, <laughs> so good. Yeah, like things that aren't exactly going to like make you laugh, but like are kind of there to just partially lighten the mood a little bit. Yeah, lighten the mood a bit or whatever, like, but not know. take you yeah. out of the moment completely. Like that's not what sure. bothered me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, sure. You should uh, chuckle or cringe. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, like that's then, why then, I didn't like. like uh, these jokes are like, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? With this movie, like it's, I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of, you're kind of used to it by this point after seeing a lot of the, you know, other Disney Marvel movies. But I just remember, like, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy. I loved those, both those movies. But then, like, when they tried to take that humor and force it on um, Thor Ragnarok, like it was awful because, like, Thor Ragnarok is like a really serious movie. There's like a lot of like heavy duty, like moments happening in that movie and they those that type of humor that they're using like takes you out of those moments which mm-hmm. totally yeah. ruined the movie for me and so with this it's like it's most of the time it's not too too bad but there are some of those moments where it just kind of like i didn't need to be like you know zoned out of the movie right like i want to be like focused on the movie like enjoying the moments but they kind of that humor sometimes really ruins the moment right <laughs> oh man <laughs> that was exactly where they 
<laughs> how, sorry, how does she speak Wookie? <laughs> when? <laughs> what point did she learn to I like learn tree Wook? Yeah, yeah. It's the Force power. So all the original cast just like galaxy wide famous. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Oh, <laughs> uh, I was pointing out that everyone knows who the original cast are. Oh yeah, yeah I know. Universe. Yeah, it kind of shrinks the size of the galaxy, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wasn't too happy about that. Also, like, I don't know what it is with all the original cast members, characters being so, like, mopey and, like, mm. you know, just they are depressed mopey, they, and yeah. degraded and depressed. Like, it's like, I don't know. I mean, like, like, yeah. I mean, Han Solo, we all know, doesn't even want to be here. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like, are you Han Solo? I used to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got, oh my God. got out of it till Disney offered me a whole lot of money. <laughs> uh, yeah. More than Jabba ended up paying for. <laughs> uh, don't tell me they're doing another one. <laughs> oh, my oh, man. What do you guys oh. think of these Rathnars? Yeah. Oh. By the way, yeah, these Rathars are basically straight out of <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy 2. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Which came first? I think this came first. Oh, okay. Possibly, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I think I'm pretty sure this came first, yeah. Okay, so, Gar- so Guardians 2 ripped this off then. I th- yeah, I think, it, yeah, that's right, yeah. I think it's like vice versa, yeah. is a good line do you think every star wars movie has to have a monster scene in it no because i, like, I was I thinking think about this yeah. every single one has a monster scene except for episode three Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I guess one and two definitely have it. Yeah, where was it? New Hope. Monster scene. Yeah, are you talking Uh, about like the the garbage compactor monster? Oh Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess. Okay, I I guess that's something. And episode five had like the the creature in the lake, the the swamp. Yeah. The swamp snake. The wampa was the main one, though. The wampa was the main one. Yeah. Right. Um, And the space worm. (laughs) And then the rat corn episode six. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, honestly, everyone except number three. And some of them are better than others. Like, I don't mind the garbage compactor monster. I don't mind the wampa. But, like. It's funny because episode three is my favorite. So, like, maybe. I don't know. I've never never been the biggest on, like, monsters, but. I don't mind them, like, every once in a while, but. I'm starting to get this vibe like everyone is starting to feel a little forced. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, like, so this moment right now that's happening between Han Solo, this is yeah. like, to to me, this is so hilarious because it's basically like these two uh, like demographics or ethnic yeah. groups coming after Disney. They're like, <laughs> listen, Disney, like you left out the Asians in Star Wars and you left out the freaking Irish. Yes. Like, <laughs> so they make a club of each of them, right? these British elitists oh, and stuff. Like, and so they like the Asian guys and the Irish are just pissed off at Disney. They're like, bro, what the heck, man? Yeah. You promised us. Yeah, yeah. You promised. You deliver. <laughs> Here's the thing that actually annoys me, though. Was uh, this is so underutilized? So the the Asian group there, I forget their name of their their crew. Yeah, the Kanja Club. The yeah, Kanja Club. Kanja Club. The Kanja Club. Two of those guys are the main actors from the action movie called The Raid. Yeah, and they all did these live action stunts that were insane. Dude, and I those remember, were awesome. Yeah, they were awesome. And when this before this movie came out, they were bragging that the that they had the raid guys in this movie. Yeah, and, that's right. And they yeah, didn't use they them did. at all. No, yeah, they just they just eaten. ran away and get eaten. That's it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like what a way! They could have such a cool badass fight scene. Dude, yeah. There he goes. <laughs> Honestly, man. Such a. I feel like there's so many things in this movie that, like, that's this guy's one of them too. He was the villain from the first movie. Right. Yeah. Like, dude, in freaking uh, Rogue One, like they have Jet Li, and or is that that's Jet, Jet Li that's in that one, right? Jet yeah. Li died in like 2000. <laughs> Or sorry, Donnie Yen. There's or Donnie, Donnie Yen. Yes, yeah, sorry. Oh my gosh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> okay. But sorry, I knew I missed. Lee died so long ago. Lee, I was but, like, wait, but Don, wait, Donnie Yen did. Yeah, yeah, Donnie Yen. IP man. He make him He's a man. Man. and they still give him good fight scenes. Like <laughs> it was better. At least he got to do something. But yeah. Yeah. I will say, Donnie Yen had the, the probably the worst one-liner in the entire Star Wars series. He, he horses, does this with me. No, no, no. He does in the fight scene when he's fighting all the stormtroopers. He uses his stick and hits one stormtrooper in the foot, and he goes, "How was your foot?" And it's just like not received at all, and like blink and you miss it. It was supposed to be like this punchline, you could tell, but then they just like changed their mind, <laughs> but they just didn't cut it out. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost as if it was a take that wasn't delivered properly, but yeah. they just decided to use it anyways. Exactly. Yeah. And it, I notice it every time, I, and like even the sound on it is like lowered, so you can't hear it as well over the yeah. music. I'm just like, yeah, it feels it feels wrong. This feels like it should be a moment, but they just skipped it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because he should have paused and be like, "How's your foot?" And yeah, they should have like camera cropped in or something. Like, yeah, nothing. but he's like, he's so busy fighting, and he's like, "How's your foot?" And then he just like, yeah, and it just, and it just like cuts. It's like it almost the the cut of the uh, to the next shot is almost early enough to cut off the line itself. Yeah, yeah. This was another thing that was kind of annoying. Is that like you know Chewbacca is like a pretty like critical character throughout yeah. like the original movies and stuff. And as soon as he gets hit in the arm, like he's down and out for the rest of the franchise. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I find it hard to believe that after all the years that, uh, I mean, we're, t- we're talking 29 years between this and the last movie, plus the original trilogy. And then uh, all the years between solo and a new hope, which was about 15 years. So, I mean, we're talking like over, uh, uh, I guess that would be like over like 40 
almost over, over 40 years around around 40 years that Han Solo and Chewbacca have been a team and not once has Han Solo tried Chewbacca's blaster that he knows <laughs> like the kick that yeah, it delivers that's a good I'm point like, I'm like what the heck man like, so, like it took all this time for you to like try your buddy's gun <laughs> Yeah. I'm not touching that ethnic garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not touching that thing. It looks like it popped out of a tree. All right. So here we go again. The Irish are like, dang it, Disney got away again. They didn't include us in their bloody movies. Yeah. They're going after okay. them. Yeah. Who, who just informs the First Order that, that, that. Oh, yeah. Right. They just like- casually in touch with them. <laughs> Yeah, like oh, by the way, that little line there, uh, the last Jedi, like that he, that Snoke said there, like I, I think that's where the next movie, plus the uh, the uh, opening crawl of like Luke Skywalker, the last Jedi, or whatever, like it's uh, there was a lot of evidence leading towards the next movie being called the Last Jedi. Hmm. Yeah. So I actually like the title of the next movie a lot. Fair enough. So what do you guys think now of this giant, huge, glowy guy, the fact that he just, like, was grown in a tank? And there's, like, thousands of them. <laughs> I know, right? It's yeah. so, like, underwhelming. It's, it's so, so, such a wasted I, opportunity. It, it is. It is. And now that we know, like, that's what he is, yeah. I just, I, I'm just not feeling the character. Like, it's just, like, it just sucks almost. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's so menacing right now. There's one thing that has dawned on me right now that is just actually starting to annoy me. I didn't notice because mm. I haven't rewatched this since uh, since the last one came out here. The Emperor yeah. says, "I was Snoke." So does yeah. that mean like he's in Snoke's body right now? Because they have very different personalities. So they've kind of they've kind of in in some of the source material books that they've released recently, they kind of made it clear that Snoke is his own being. Okay. But but Palpatine kind of controls him like a puppet. So he is completely and utterly loyal to Palpatine. But I mean, obviously, like that was a last minute change. Yeah. Like the the intention behind this character in this movie was that he is the guy in charge of everything, right? Yeah, that's definitely that they go for. He's supposed to be like I got the vibe. The Emperor, as you see him in like Empire Strikes Back. I, I think they should have rolled with the fact that Snoke is just Plagueis that came and, you know, yep. took Palpatine's failed empire from the ashes and actually made it su- successful, right? That's like, honestly I mean, the best story they could have done would have been Snoke being Plagueis. Honestly, yeah. I stand by that. That would have been I the think so too. easiest, most best explanation i mean technically if it was plagueis they should have made him uh immune yeah. uh or is it the, the species is called mune right M-U-N. So, i don't know if that's in canon anymore is it i don't think so i think that was yeah, I mean, the expanded uh, universe the expanded universe a canon is never confirmed exactly what species he is because so far in canon all they've confirmed is in episode three like that little piece of evidence there that 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 yeah, city is talked about right it was the it was the book Darth Plagueis and some other expanded universe material that 
that led to Plagueis being uh, immune, uh, you know, over any other species. So, you know, forever he's just kind of been accepted as that that species character. But, um, I mean, I, I would have been okay if they changed it. It's not like they haven't changed things visually in the past, things that we haven't seen before or whatever. But, um, uh, you know, it would have hid the evidence a little bit from audiences until we actually saw the movie. And then it's like, oh, like that's him. And, you know. Because uh, I was still waiting for that reveal in The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Like when episode eight came around, I was still waiting for us to like figure more out about this character. And then he was just knocked yeah. off, just dead, you know, killed off. And it's like, it's like, oh, it doesn't matter who he is. Like nobody cares. It's the focus is on these characters now. And it's like, oh, like I kind of wanted to know more about him. So like, it's funny because JJ talks about these lines that are one off that again, you go back in and like build this whole thing out of. He could have done that. I think he didn't want to because it was the prequels, but yeah, that was, that's, that, that's that was one that's, line was a character that could have tied all of the movies, the entire saga together. And then they wanted someone bit like stronger than, than Palpatine. And it was already written into the story. And then they ignored yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. It was a huge missed opportunity. And I, honestly, I do think it's just JJ's ignorance towards the prequels. Could be that. I think it was also Disney. Disney and JJ, because I think they were afraid that there were so many people that disliked the prequels that if they do that, they're going to alienate people and they're not going to make as much money. Let's be honest. It all comes down to money. It all comes down to money for Disney, yeah. Yeah. I still remember when there was this interview and someone flat outright asked JJ at a panel – is Snoke sorry? Is uh, Plagueis going to be in the movie? And it was him and Kasdan, and they both said, "Who?" <laughs> like they'd never heard of him before. Yeah, yeah. And they were very I, genuine I, in their. I, I vaguely recall something like this. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I know what you're talking about. I've seen that video. It's like, ugh, like these guys should not be making Star Wars. Like they just don't have a right to. They, they were given the job anyways, but it's like, that's, that's the, those are the best couple lines that Ian McDermott ever delivers in like the whole oh, saga. Those, like so like that entire, that's Everyone like, knows who that line is, right? Yeah. Like it's so iconic. Like, I mean, you know, this isn't just me like being angry, uh, like for no reason. Like, I mean, like I had it on like, my Tinder profile for a while. Like dot like is yeah. the dot lord of the city. You know, like he, like this is such an iconic like paragraph that he has, and it like it's it's arguably his best performance in like the entire saga. Like when he sits there with Anakin Skywalker and and delivers that 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 stuff, like that was all um I mean he had a basic outline of like what to say, but like they did it a few times over, and that take was all just him. I believe it. He's a very, very talented actor. He's a super talented actor. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> Doesn't pay anything. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, He's like, I'm old, I'm tired, I don't want to be here, I want someone else to do this. <laughs> Take yeah, the job, dang it. What do you think of that blaster there, Reed? 
Oh, the little one that she's holding? Yeah. Well, I could tell you like a minute ago when she was pointing it and like looking down the sights, she had no idea what she was doing. But other than that, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you usually have something to say about the look of some of these blasters. So I'm just curious. Uh, it's like, I don't know. They, they took like a revolver, it looks like. And then they put like a, they removed the, like the only part of the revolver that's still there is the, uh, like the grip basically. Mm-hmm. And then they, like so they flattened the whole uh cylinder section of what the revolver would be and then they just added like what looks like some like suppressor compensator type thing i don't know they probably took like a snub revolver put a uh yeah yeah, some sort of barrel extension suppressor on it and just like uh put material on it to fill in the section with the cylinder i don't know Looks pretty custom, yeah. No, I'm really making yeah. of actual gun parts, like a lot of the yeah. handguns yeah. and blasters. Yeah, like a lot of the old original stuff is just like, you know, they grabbed like, it's basically like they raided a bunch of Hollywood sets for like guns and stuff, basically. Like, you know, right. like all, because back in the 70s and stuff, right, they made lots of, or 60s and 70s, made lots of World War II movies. So all those guns are just raided from, uh, uh, different sets. Oh, to the left of the big guy there, that gun that he has there is literally just a Barrett 50 cal, like an M98 or whatever it's called. Not even modified. Oh, they, they I, add I, like I a slight little extension onto the end of the muzzle brake. That's it. It's literally the exact same. Yeah. So in the in Star Wars Battlefront 2, that's actually one of the like the that's like the best sniper rifle, other than like the cycler rifle or whatever it's called. And it's literally the. 100% exactly the same unchanged as the Barrett 50 cal except for that little nub on the end that they add to the muzzle brake. That's funny. Yeah. I, it's crazy that there's all these like informants around the galaxy that just keep reporting like <laughs> just just random random time. crap yeah. like yeah, it's like don't they have better things to do? Like in the moment, paid to sit there and just like wait until something happens. <laughs> yeah, it's like the chances is just like but um, also, I'd like to add in like all those flags outside Moskana's castle. Before we get too far, um, is that Anakin's pod racer flag used to be up there? In the trailer, you can see it, and in the movie, they took it out. Really? Uh, yep. I didn't know they took it out. Interesting. Wow. Yeah, they took it I out. Guess people to figured be, uh, out what it was, and they got rid of it. <laughs> no, people figured out what it was and were raving over it. And then JJ probably figured out, oh, this is a prequel element. Let's take it out. Probably. <laughs> so stupid. He probably wouldn't notice, that. right? Like he probably didn't even no, know. I don't think so. And they then, probably just like put up some random flags and then I like yeah, or whatever, yeah. just like they thought it'd be cool. So they stuck it on there. Exactly. And then, and then someone made the call to take it out and I'm assuming it was him. Probably JJ. Yeah. But like wow. I thought it'd be cool, but they figured it out. I got rid of it. Yeah, yeah, you can't yeah. let the nerds win. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> what were you gonna I mean, say? Between him and Kathleen Kennedy, like Kathleen Kennedy <laughs> openly said, she's not uh, not like catering to the like the fans or anything at all. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. like doesn't surprise me. True they like they like you know go into a back room and they're like, all right, what are we gonna do to make fans more? <laughs> how do today? we how do we undermine them this time? Yeah. <laughs> Like they have like a table, like a league of evil. Yeah, like yeah. Hmm, we're gonna make a trailer and we're gonna put this flag in it, and then we'll take it away. <laughs> By the way, that, that that what she's eating right there that looks like a hollowed out apple with like a bunch of like crap inside of it. <laughs> Lol. Like some some uh, <laughs> some avocado and 
Yeah. Raisin. I mean, I need that. Yeah. You know, it'd be funny if it flew out of her hand, landed on a table like across the room, and Hayden Christian's just over there smiling, like with his fork and a knife, and then goes to like cut it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I I don't get this. I don't get this. It's so weird. And what, what were you gonna say there, Blake? I was going to say it really annoyed me that they have this like pirates kind of like getaway and there's not a single race of alien from any of the other six movies. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There's like 30 different kinds of aliens in here and not one of them is from any of the other movies. That's, that's one of our biggest complaints in general, I think, about these films. that There is no familiarity with any of the species that you see anywhere. Like it's all new And they're stuff. so like, iconic to Star Wars. I mean, you could argue, yeah. sure, there's so many races that it doesn't have to be like this, like just come, come across the same races. But why does that happen in all the other movies then? <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It just disjoints these so so much. Because you could just take a picture of the crowd of aliens and put it next to another like, let's say like Star Wars aliens or whatever, and you'll never be able to see that they're from the same franchise. Yeah. Yeah, and with half of these guys, I just wouldn't be able to tell. Isn't one of these guys Seth uh, Seth Rogen? Is it really? One of them is. I think the yeah, big one. that one. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, cool. Seriously? Seth Rogen's going to be in Star Wars. Does nothing but sit there as an alien. Oh, man. <laughs> See, there's so many of these people just like desperate to get in the movie. Yeah. At least like when they added Bill Burr in The Mandalorian, like they used him for something. Yeah. I was like, oh, sick. Bill Burr. Like, yeah, that's fair great, enough. man. Yeah. And then, like, yeah, he had, like, a cool character. Like, it wasn't, like, a complete joke either. Like, you know, they yeah. made him, like, a, like, like a decent, decent character. character. Daniel yeah. Craig's in this movie, too. What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's one of the – so in the scene coming up here where Ray's captured and she uses the Force mind trick on one of the stormtroopers, uh... that stormtrooper who gets mind trick is Daniel Craig. That's hilarious. See, like, it's such... Uh, it pisses me off, man. Because <laughs> like he just showed up on set to check it out or whatever, got invited, and then... They're, they're filming Bond in the... Yeah, uh, they're filming next Bond door. Oh, uh, okay. Right next door to where they're filming Star Wars, so they were just like, hey, we want to... Yeah. Okay. He just wandered over, checking it out, and then, like, offered him to do the bit, so he did it, and then word got out, and he was actually really annoyed because he didn't want anyone to know. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I had nothing to do with these terrible movies. I yeah. swear. <laughs> he probably didn't get paid for it. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah. Probably not. So I think this lightsaber thing is kind of another missed opportunity. Because, like, so, so in this one, you know, she's getting like called to the lightsaber mm -hmm. and it, you know, it's, uh, it had, a 
this lightsaber has like a pretty like you know powerful legacy or however you want to put it yeah and then like that doesn't get addressed like at all pretty much i mean like she shows up to to luke it's like here's the lightsaber he just throws it away and that's basically like he throws away the rest of the plot like to do with that lightsaber like he's just like nope not gonna do anything with it like yeah they're like oh hmm, also i don't know if like you guys an interesting have subtitles on but uh, no. you may want to have subtitles on is it too late no it, it's 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 uh it, it's just good for moments like where you hear the the distant sound effects and everything it, it sometimes captions actually who it is yeah, because they are referring to the Obi Wan line in Yoda and Qui Gon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What were you saying before, Reed? Yeah, but I was just saying, like, basically, like what Luke does to that lightsaber is what, like, they do with the rest of the that lightsaber's like connection to the plot or story. Like, because right now, you know, we're getting this like cool insight into the, you know, this lightsaber's connection with the Force and stuff. But then, like, yeah, it's just like poof, gone. Nope, we're not gonna yeah. try to like, you know, look more into this cool story or anything. It's just I don't know, missed another missed opportunity. I gotta um, say, all this force vision stuff was like really interesting because I thought there was a lot of, I, th- I don't know, I thought it held potential, um, and then I feel like it didn't really, I don't know, aside from that one little scene with like the the ship flying off and she's left behind like yeah that's what i mean like they did nothing like they could have do they could have used this as like a focal point for like a really important plot or something like that or like a sub some kind of interesting like way to build uh, her character and the other characters and stuff like that but they really didn't yeah, it's like, because, it, it, like, you know, it's what Maz says. Like, it's like, oh, this lightsaber was like, you know, Luke Skywalker's and his father before him. Doesn't even mention Anakin by name. Yeah. And then, um, and you get flashbacks to like the Empire Strikes Back and stuff like that. Like, you get like one. And then the rest of the flashbacks kind of have something to do with her. But it's like, I don't understand what that flashback was for then for Empire Strikes Back if it has nothing to do with her story at all. Right. Like, yeah. like if, if there was some sort of reason for that to be there, as far as like, this is Luke's, this is, was in the possession of Luke's power for a while. Cause it's, you know, was passed down from, from by Obi-Wan yeah. from Anakin. Cause Anakin's the guy who built the Lance lightsaber. I would expect to see something as far as like maybe a duel on Mustafar or what, you know, maybe some lava or whatever, anything, yeah. anything that kind of points towards like, yeah, this lightsaber was built by Darth Vader. And, uh, you know, there's nothing, there was none of that. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't even think they bring it up, or or even or even the ter- the horrible horrible experience of that lightsaber being the one that killed children. Yeah, yeah, and, that's and, true. And, and and nothing. There was nothing for that. And you it's think like that would have bled the crystals. Yeah, yeah. Like, see, and this this moment made me think too. Like, because you know, there's a lot of speculation when this movie came out. Like, you know who who she was related to and stuff like that, right? So I was like, oh, you know, she's going to be the daughter of, like, Luke or something like that. But it's just like, nope. Exactly. It led to nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. 
I gotta say the Battlefront Two map of this like recreated this very well. Yeah, they, oh, did, yeah, they did great. I mean, not like it was that hard because all we see in the actual movie is like the forest and then like <laughs> the, the castle itself. <laughs> so it wasn't like it wasn't a tough uh, tough thing to do. Actually, this is something that kind of bothered me too. So Huck seems super badass and Hitlery, right? Like very Hitlery. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then it's just like. From here on out, he's just a joke. Yeah, he's like the yeah. runt of the litter. Like that. Like so, in this movie, yeah, he like has some importance. Like he literally is so has so much power that he's confident enough to challenge Kylo Ren. Yeah, who is exactly. like a Force user, like a you know a Sith apprentice and stuff like that. And then in the rest of the movie, or yeah, because he's in Last Jedi and. Uh, Rise of Skywalker until he's killed in Rise of Skywalker, and up until the moment he's killed, like he's just kind of like the runt of the litter, pretty much. Like he's yeah. just sidelined. Like, there's yeah. lots of generals and that also, are superior to him. Like well, it's a total waste. Well, and also, like he he starts tearing up when this happens, right? Like like the 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 fact that they're about to blow up uh, the New Republic, and he starts te- tearing up from for the passion that he has for the First Order. And yeah. in the final movie, in the final movie, he ends up turning his back on the First Order just to screw Kylo Ren over. Yeah, and it, it doesn't make like, sense. Like, dude, like this is it's the most so loyal guy to the First Order that he's willing to like shed a tear when he sees the New Republic get blown yeah. up. And now he's willing to help the resistance just to screw over his like yeah. the guy who's trying to compete for like the power position. It's like a it's weird just, arc for sure. It's so yeah. strange. Like speaking of weird arcs, though, I really did not like what they did with the resistance and the New Republic in this movie. Like we're watching all these planets get obliterated, and they're like, "Yeah, we're killing the New Republic," but we have no idea what the New Republic is. It's and not it's mentioned like, before this. It's just like. Like, yeah. Throw out a name and watch them all die. <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm supposed so, to feel sorry for all these people get murdered. Like, what the heck? I know, right? And so I heard that there used to be scenes in the movie that actually talked about some of the politics of what's going on. They took them all out. Yeah, and JJ got scared because the politics is such a frown thing from the prequels that he got he got nervous and took them all out. And now the movie just doesn't make sense from that yeah. standpoint. Yeah, there's no political backstory to this movie at all. Which, which is I thought, like, I thought the when they thing about it, yeah, like I thought when they talked about uh, the you know destroying the New Republic, I was like, whoa, did they blow up like Coruscant or whatever? That's like, is that what? Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. It looked that's like Coruscant. Even, it's not were, even Coruscant. It's some no, other. They got, they got cold feet and they didn't want to blow up Coruscant. So they made like a, a duplicate planet. Yeah, yeah, they made, yeah, they made another planet to blow up instead. A planet looks just like Coruscant. Yeah. Yeah. Tall buildings and everything. Yeah, so yeah. stupid. And so like, yeah, like I hated that like arc that they had with the New Republic in relation to the resistance and stuff like that. Like I'll have a, there'll be another thing I'll talk about later when it comes up that really made me mad, but See, like, even Han Solo knows what that lightsaber is. I'd like to point out that the story that she's referring to has not yet been told. They're not going to and, because and it's five it's years like, later. <laughs> I don't think they will because it's like next to impossible to explain. It, it like yeah. fell onto like the, the ground floor, like the actual surface of. Uh, yeah, it's like they brought it back for just like nostalgic reasons. Like that's oh, it. Sure. Like, it, 
I'm blanking on the name of the planet, but like a below cloud city. Oh, just the gas cloud, Bespin? Bespin, yeah. So it landed yeah. somewhere on the surface of Bespin, and then somehow someone found it, right? Yeah. Yeah, so the, the gun she's using is like a revolver without the cylinder, basically. And hmm. they slapped a... Like, it looks like a light on the bottom of it, and then the barrel is like a... Yeah, some sort of suppressor. It kind of looks like it's like a sound recording tool too. Like yeah. Use on set. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, I, like how he, I like how he blows away the whole castle and then walks through the only door that's still standing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. <laughs> that's pretty great. Just every wall is missing. It walks through the door frame. Yeah. yeah. I forgot about the stormtrooper that's coming up with the power hammer. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was pretty, that was a good moment. <laughs> I loved that they had uh Finn. Yeah, I like that they ha- did the fight scene with Finn between the stormtrooper with the mm. uh, the riot uh stick or whatever. I don't even know what it's, they call it's that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, cuz it's like because that's like the only like other than in Rogue One when we see uh yeah Donnie Yen's character do melee with his stick and stuff like that like that's the only time we see like a non like force user use a lightsaber basically yeah <laughs> just stabs his brother exactly right like see so, this guy is to me this, this guy with the like the riot rod or whatever is in the right. I'd be pissed too I, if I like I'd like brother. to mention there was an entire book that was written just to explain the reason that he drops the blaster in favor of the electro rod. Seriously? <laughs> yeah, so so it's called Before the Awakening and it's split into thirds and one third was completely about Finn and his training like before the Force Awakens. And they undergo uh, riot control training or whatever uh, to combat force wielders. But uh, even though force wielders are technically Gone. no longer around, yeah. um, uh, they they have like a special training to do like melee, like melee, like sword combat and all that stuff. Yeah. And uh, and so like that guy that was blown away by Chewie's bowcaster was like his rival in the program that uh, just oh. I guess, had, had beef with him, I guess, and. Uh, and so when this scene comes up, like he recognizes Finn, and 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 that's why he's like traitor, and then yeah. and then the moment's over. Whereas right? like every other stormtrooper doesn't recognize him at all. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it, it was just such a useless like. Yeah. It was literally to get some some uh, some use out of the lightsaber, I guess. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's know. actually pretty accurate. Yeah. I will say though, it wasn't enjoyable. It was an enjoyable book, like because it filled in some of the some of these plot holes but um <laughs> it was just so unnecessary like yeah well that's a lot of the star wars books <laughs> like yeah. well no like that that whole like moment that he has with when the guy drops the blaster like it's so unnecessary for him to do that like, well i mean like to me it's like i mean if they were you know brothers or whatever or, he, or he, like he former like, random guy together. who just wanted to prove that he was a better combatant i don't know yeah i, I guess like, that's, know, that's, to me, that's I'd be pissed off too, like, though, if like a former, like trooper, like betrayed us and was like, or, or, like yeah, like I, if I was a stormtrooper and one of our, shoot him in the face. Him, 
then you, then you shoot him, right? Like, and like, cool. I don't know, like they do that in a lot of movies though, where it's like, you know, the satisfaction of getting that like close quarters kill where you're like, I guess, you're I guess, proving so, yeah. your superiority yeah. over that person, right? Like, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I guess I don't know. I th- I just thought it was funny that there was like an entire book kind of written around the yeah, fact. Yeah, it that is. That is pretty hilarious to me that they did that. That, that. that was a kind of relevant thing to do. Yeah. Like I was like, okay, just trying to fix plot holes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, by the way, before like we get too far, I like that this the uh, X wings like blast the stormtroopers on either side of like Han Solo and Chewie with just like, you know, such incredible precision. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, was like, yeah. I was like, okay. Like, that happened. Yeah. Like, just, I mean, compared to reality where you can bring airstrikes, they just blow up like the entire area. Right. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, like they have a hard enough time, like hitting tie fighters, much less like an individual yeah. guy on the ground. <laughs> That's a good point. Inside, he's like, hmm, she's hot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's like checking her out as she's like stuck there. Yeah. (laughs) Flash forward to the final movie where they finally like admit it. God, they've got a thing going. Oh man, yeah, the Raylo people were so hardcore for so long. No one. Yeah, them. they really were. Like, how come the Raylo people get what they want, and then like, <laughs> all I want is a George Lucas Star Wars movie. Like, <laughs> can't even get that. Like, oh geez. my goodness, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that's the first time I've heard that term, Raylo. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, that was a really yeah. big thing after this movie came out. People are going nuts, like, ah, oh, Raylo! That's pretty funny. I don't have anything against it, but it, but it's, I don't know. I still would have To me, it's just, playing. like, more wasted time, because they give, like, they make Finn, like, Finn's obsessed with Ray or whatever, right? Yeah! Like, yeah. Huge... It was, it was kind of a, yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like Finn kind of turns into her, like, gay best friend sort of thing. <laughs> That's pretty accurate. And he's always screaming. Like, what's up with that? He's always been like, Ray! like Ray! he doesn't want like, like main line through the whole trilogy. Yeah, it's like Finn your favorite catchphrase. Yeah, Finn gets friend zoned so hard. Like, it's just so, so sad. Hard. And then even things with Rose didn't yeah. work out because Rose didn't work out. So Rose was a know, they, they stupid character. I'm sorry. Good. Like, I don't want to go into that rabbit hole too much right now. Waste. Yeah. No well, they purpose. wasted no time in discarding that relationship. Yeah. <laughs> right away, they realized how stupid it was. Yeah. No, what happened was, I think when JJ wrote this, I don't know if he had a plan for Ray to end up with Kylo or with Finn, but it definitely led open to go either. And then uh, it just seemed like uh, in the next movie, they just threw everything out the window and brought in this other random character that just kind of like, brought in yeah and then jj comes back and doesn't like that idea so he brings back his original plan and just completely erases the middle movie well i there was also a book uh, that took place before the episode nine came out it was called um uh resistance reborn and it was basically just just catching you up on what the resistance was doing in like in the year between episode eight and nine 
and um, there's a, a moment where Finn has with with uh, with Poe, I think it was, and uh, he asks Finn about uh, about Rose, and then Finn kind of clarifies like, "Oh, well, we had a moment, but it didn't it didn't turn into anything." Right. So they kind of did, yeah. And then the movie came out, and then and then there was like hardly anything between the two of them, and I was like, "Okay, well, that's gone." Mm. But, but the last movie, like if you just watch the movies, like it just leads you to be like, oh, they're going to become an item. And then you watch the yeah, next one. Yeah, for sure. Like, nope, not going to happen. And <laughs> so there's no time gap between this one and Last Jedi. Is there any time gap between Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker? Yeah, it's the it's a year. It's one year. I, I think it's a year, maybe two years, but I'm pretty sure it was just like a year. <clears throat> Okay, because I thought there was some, yeah. Like the oh, sequel yeah. trilogy takes place over a very short amount of time in in universe. It's like two years worth of events or whatever. That's very short. Something like that, yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> because of this scene, everyone thought they were going to be gay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, your, your jacket! Yeah, looks good on you. Yeah, yeah. Keep it. I like it on you. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Dude, that never even occurred to me. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, that was a, that's, the Raylo, and I forget the name. And like, yeah. <laughs> couple. Right? It doesn't really work. It doesn't work at all. Puffin. They both have three-letter names. Fippo. I like puffin. <laughs> you know, a pork has more letters than in its true. Yeah, I'm a puffin fan. I'm a puffin oh, well. fan. A pin. I'm a pin fan. <laughs> you pinhead. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a pinhead. I'm a pinhead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so ridiculous. Oh man. Why would Luke leave this like mystery map? <laughs> I know. I like, like, hide away. I gotta like, say, like JJ has the stupidest like in plot story like like attributes to them right like i mean it's like the map to skywalker uh the dagger which turns into be a map <laughs> for the, uh, the, the you know this or that or like it's like standing off it doesn't yeah. work he cannot get off the goonies vibe it's very like, goonies but it doesn't really work it doesn't work at all it's like like star wars is not a treasure hunt it's 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 <laughs> Yeah, oh. it's not not a backyard. Uh, what do they call it? No, it's like it's like. Why would there be a map to Skywalker? Like if we're talking yeah. about Luke Skywalker here. Like, like what do they call uh, those little hunts or whatever that you do? Like I can't remember. What's that? Treasure hunt? No, not treasure hunt. There's another Easter egg word. hunt. Scavenger hunt. Scavenger hunt. There we go. Scavenger hunt. Yeah. Because gotta find this thing. Laser scavenger. Next thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the explanation that there's a like a map like of coordinates that leads to 
Uh, okay, so like for example, Attack of the Clones nailed this on the head. It's like there's a planet out there; it exists, but the archives are incomplete because somebody erased the archives, and now we have to find. You know, it's like oh, put two and two together. Let's just go to where the planet is supposed to be, and uh, oh look, there's a planet there, right? So it's like yeah. it would be it would make more sense if it was like a, a piece of data that had coordinates on it to which turns out it's not actually a map to Skywalker because apparently, you know, why would Luke Skywalker leave a map? It's like, apparently yeah, this is a map to act like two. A, like a Jedi temple or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what the map is for. Right. But it just, it's just like, you know, it, it just, they didn't really explain it very well as to why there's a map to, to specifically Luke Skywalker. Like, is that what it was like, supposed to be? It was supposed to be to so, like some Jedi temple and then Luke like erased it or something. It's supposed to be that's the map to like Acto, I guess. But but I guess like so. What happened is apparently um, apparently uh, and you know the the magic piece of the puzzle which R two D two has in the end of the movie um, is supposedly uh, taken from the archives of the Empire from when uh, they went onto the Death Star in Episode four and rescued Leia and R two plugged into the wall and did his thing right yeah um so apparently that's why he has that part of the the map um why there's a piece like of the rest of the map that exists on like a little hollow flash drive that this old guy lorson teka has that somehow mysteriously oh, yeah. has a missing i don't understand why it wouldn't be in one place like i don't understand why um do you know what i mean like like i just like it doesn't yeah, make any sense saying, like why would luke bother to leave this thing in the first place if his whole plan was just run away and hide well yeah and i mean i'm like why wouldn't he just bring r2 with him that too like i mean like r2's his pal his buddy and like i mean and r2 sits there depressed sitting under a cloak all all day like just you know doing nothing like it's like why wouldn't he bring him with him because in that flashback scene where we see uh him kneeling by the fire and his Jedi temples burning up on flames. Like he lays a hand on R two D two. Like even R two D two is there in his worst moment. Yeah, it's like true. why wouldn't he bring R two D two to act hope? Like I just don't like, understand. The only excuse I can think of is he had to leave in such a situation where he had no choice but to leave R two behind. Well, but and then it like, really have that kind of vibe when you're there. Like it yeah, feel like he got there out of like, and, a last resort. It was like he chose to go out of his free will. Yeah, and 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 who recovered R two when when Luke just Luke just packed up and left and left his droid there? Like that's such a, I don't know. Like it's just such a it, like inconsistent story. You know what I mean? Like yeah, so it feels so many. If you come straight from the original trilogy into this, it does feel very out of place because they are they're separate. Yeah. Honestly, yeah, it really does. Like he's the only character or friend that he brought with him to Dagobah, right? Like, he didn't have to take R2, but he did. Exactly. Like they went through everything together since Tatooine. Yep. Yeah, R2! He, he R2-D2, yeah. See, this would be like a great meme for the relationship between Disney and like Star Wars fans. Like Disney's just like, you're going to accept what? Give us the what money. Is yes, you're going to give us the money. Dang it. And we're like, give us the money. Give us the money. No. No. 
and then you will like last the last comes out and turn on on Disney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is the turning moment right here. Pretty much. And Disney starts to realize that their money, their their profits are dwindling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like Disney tried to use SJWs and we're like, no, that's too much. <laughs> it's too much. It's impossible. <laughs> Shooter or something. <laughs> Adam Driver's performance in the next movie is so much better. Oh, yeah. Agreed. So much. Like like heights better. Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen this movie, so it is a little weird seeing him being a little lackluster. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I think this is the first time I'd ever seen Adam Driver in a movie. Like since this one, I've seen him in some movies yeah. that are pretty good. Like uh Logan Lucky, that was a good one. Black Klansman. Uh, I haven't seen that one yet. Dude, you should watch that. That's an awesome movie. But yeah. So great. So the Daniel Craig right here. <laughs> yeah. Surprised the dude fit in that stormtrooper armor. I mean he's pretty ripped. <laughs> Take a closer look. I mean like bulging out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear it. Yeah. It's like FN double 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 O seven. Yeah, honestly they should have. Yeah, you can still hear him. Oh yeah. Like now that you told me I know hundred percent. Yeah. As cool that as this is that it's like Daniel Craig, I still hated this moment so much. Mm. Like only... it totally ruined it for me. Like that she was able to like use the force like so quickly out of nowhere. Like so easily, yeah. yeah. I, that's always bothered me. I don't care what her lineage is, like nobody should be able to do that in Star Wars. No. Yeah. It does totally. make her very Mary Sue-ish. We'll see. Like, I mean, Luke Skywalker is the son of the chosen one, and he had to travel all over the galaxy just to learn how to do half the stuff that we see him do. It took him like months to move a noodle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they could have made, that's what annoyed me about the next movie too. I don't want to dive into it too much, but they <laughs> wasted like that whole training opportunity kind of. Yeah, for sure. I totally agree with that. They could have yeah. really done something with that. I mean, you can tell they kind of tried very like half-heartedly in the next yeah. two movies, but I, I, I gotta say, I do like the the, the name of Star Killer Base reflects what it does very well. Yeah, <laughs> all right. Yeah. <laughs> that other guy called it look, for us. Look at this, listen to his tone of voice. Listen to his tone of voice. 
<laughs> and this is Starkiller Base. <laughs> oh man, that that's like he should have he should have said magnitude right there. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> Missed opportunity. Uh, Dude, yeah. to build a weapon of that magnitude. What's that, what's that species <laughs> called again? Uh, Mon Calamari. Mon Calamari. Yeah. Dude, yeah. that's my favorite Star Wars species. The freaking yeah, awesome. shrimp heads. Squid people. <laughs> yeah, the squid. <laughs> so, so good. That's our trap. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, I used to really hate Starkiller Base. Yeah. And then I started liking it a little more once once they kind of clarified in Jedi Fallen Order that it's Ilum. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. That, like, yeah, that was interesting. So if you played through the whole campaign of Jedi Fallen Order, spoilers for anyone who hasn't, um, then uh, you'll know that the Empire was actually the one responsible for digging out this massive trench mm-hmm. uh, and using the 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 fact that this planet has kyber crystals on it to its advantage and like literally forging a weapon out of it that's pretty cool do they just like gather all of them put them together or like is it just natural through the planets like i think it's just natural through the planet and then they like yeah i mean i don't know i mean i don't know the science behind it all i know is that it was an imperial project that i guess the first order like finished okay yeah also, that's one thing that with Palpatine actually does make a little more sense for once. Yeah. Is people are always wondering where did the First Order get all this money and resources? And it didn't make any yeah. sense until you realize, oh, it's, it's just the Empire. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's something they didn't put into context very well in this movie. I think they like get into it a little bit in the next one, maybe, but they still don't. Uh, sort of. They they allude to them making all of their money from like a casino, which yeah. doesn't really make sense Even that, either. Oh, we just <laughs> happened to have this giant like, ships. Make your money from like, Because they, I think you see like, I can't remember. I think it's the next one in Last Jedi. Like you see like a map and they show you like, oh yeah, we're taking over all these places in the galaxy. Well, well you have no concept of that scale at all throughout any of the movies. So Not this really, part... Yeah. Like yeah, yeah it's just that was actually stupid. part of the politics in this movie that they cut out. You find yeah. out that the First Order and the New Republic both are in control of roughly fifty percent of the galaxy, and they've just kind of had like this undeclared kind of truce between them up until this point. Yeah, yeah, and they just cut all that out. Yeah. <clears throat> I feel like every other landing of the Falcon is basically the same as this. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like, there's a reason it's landing gear, it just skits. 
screwed the whole right? yeah. yeah, just like save his friend. So selfish. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought that was just so funny. Like I don't care if another eight planets die. I gotta save my one friend. Yeah. <laughs> but literally like one of two friends that he's got right now. Yeah. <laughs> Such a great moment. Honestly, though, I kind of feel like I'm Han Solo and then Finn is uh, Disney. They're like, yeah, yeah, we're going to make you a great movie. It's going to be awesome. I'm like, okay, so uh, how are you going to do it? And then they tell me, I'm like, what? That's not how yeah. this works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like we're going to plan that. We're, we're going to do the sequels without planning out the trilogy first. Like, what? That's how it works. We're just going to figure out as we go. Yeah. You know, I am glad that they made use of her scavenger skill here. Yeah. And, and they did again in Rise of Skywalker, but I don't I think it was completely ignored in the next one, isn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. I think that's a Ryan Johnson thing. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. <laughs> 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 I wish they never brought her character back. Like it, yeah, it was such a wasted experience. Like having having her in the next movie again, and I was like, oh, they brought her back. It must be for some special reason. But no, it was just to just kill her off again. <laughs> we need a character to kill off that's in charge. Who's available? Well. We got this character that never actually saw like death like firsthand. It's like, well, we could probably bring her back. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Okay. So this moment is one of the other kind of like plot points related to like the uh, the resistance in the New Republic that bothered me because they call all these ships that the resistance has the resistance fleet, even though it's not their like it's so stupid because it's not their fleet. This is like a one or two squadrons yeah. of like fighters that they have like fleets right. are like groups of the large ships right but they keep saying like oh this is like you know they're like the the resistance fleet oh no we've lost half our fleet we can't take it anymore but it's not their freaking fleet like it bothers yeah. me so much because they do that throughout yeah. all these movies they keep calling it their fleet but it's not their freaking fleet it's like the biggest like uh it's sorry I got. I gotta say, it was a big missed opportunity having Nine Numb in there. I think that's Nine Numb, like in the X Wing, or or maybe at least someone from the species. 
Yeah. yeah and and just having like anytime they had them on like the intercom just having them go <laughs> <laughs> just every time they're near the camera <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my All right. yeah. green seven checking in green five checking in that would have been great that would be pretty funny oh my goodness yeah just every time. Every time. <laughs> you ship just twice by the chair. <laughs> it's oh, like, okay. nice shot, nine. Now I'm like, <laughs> just so good. <laughs> Man, we gotta make a fan edit. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. <laughs> I'd watch that, man. That'd be great. <laughs> it's a plan. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, I, <laughs> I bet you can't explain it. I bet I wouldn't believe it. <laughs> it's like, hey, Dizzy, how does Ray use the Force? Well, I can't explain it, and you wouldn't believe it even if I could. No, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> it's a story for another time. <laughs> oh, that, that chubby guy there with the beard? That's yeah. J.J. Abrams' best friend from his childhood. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. So, so that guy, uh, his character's name is Snap Wexley. Yep. And uh, and and it's also known as Temin Temin Wexley, who is uh, the main kid character in the Aftermath trilogy books. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I'd like to say it took an entire trilogy of books to kind of build his character up, only to just have him as like this kind of. Background you know, character, yeah. Background character, and then in the final movie, he actually gets killed off. He gets like you know, like he, he he's like the one X X wing pilot that has like a like a a dramatic death, and Poe is like the only one. He looks out the window. He's like, no, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, yes, so like in the movie. <laughs> Josh has like a checklist and you seem to get a pen. Yeah, it's like one of the few things I got checked off. Like have JJ's best buddy just get killed off in the movies. Yeah. I mean he died on screen, so you gotta give him that much. Yeah, exactly. It's more than it would be to give Phasma. That is true. <laughs> You don't really see Chewbacca's hands that much, do you? But then in that scene, that's a pretty good close-up of his hands. Yeah. You see like, these, these like black nubs. Yeah, they're just like rubber gloves. Yeah. Like molded-in fingernails and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you don't really see them at all in the original trilogy. Yeah, he's got I too can't. much fur. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, in some shots, when I see um, like 
Ben Solo or Kylo Ren, like just standing there. And if it, if it's the right angle, I, all I can see is wide chest Kylo. Yeah. <laughs> it's super funny. Like, yeah. it looks so goofy. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> Brolo. <laughs> that one video that they did with like a fake you know like a fake like i got wide oh man it's ben so swallow. that's what it is ben swallow yeah ben swallow <laughs> yeah 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 it's It's pretty hard to get Chewbacca to look worried, but they did a really good job there. Mm. Like making Chewbacca look concerned. Yeah, it's not an easy thing to pull off. Nope. <clears throat> when I watched this for the first time, though, I instantly knew what was going to happen. I was like, oh, oh yeah, he's going to die. I, I don't know if you guys had that feeling too when you first saw this, but... I mean, it's the moment he's been waiting for his yeah, it's true. entire franchise. Like. Since uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. It's like Han Solo is basically talking to Disney right now. You told me I'd be done. <laughs> you told me this would be over. Yeah. I just need a little help.
He just got qui gone <laughs> Exactly. You know what's crazy is like I know people who don't like this movie purely mm-hmm. based on that that one moment. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, a lot Han Solo is a lot of people's favorite character of the entire franchise. Yeah, yeah. So, how can you enjoy something when it destroys that which you love? <laughs> yeah, exactly. If yeah. only Disney knew that one fatal flaw. <laughs> <laughs> I know we always make fun of uh, the uh, what's that? What's that called? What he does to his gut that where he gets shot like in his oh in he's his punching gut. it he's like yeah. punching it to make himself more pissed off or whatever. I know Bryce always makes fun of it. Yeah, um, there's actually like a term that he that he he told us at one point that he described it to be. Okay, I forget what it was called now. I, yeah, I think my brother told me about it. I don't. It was, it was a funny yeah. And then he, and then I thought he was joking, but he was actually like somewhat legit. I think there was something going on. Oh, online, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like punching his wound. Yeah, it's like to get more angry. Yeah, well, it's like a Sith thing, which makes sense, but it's still really funny. Could you imagine Darth Vader like punching himself in the face to get angrier? Like, <laughs> 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 it just looks weird. It just looks yeah. Weird. <laughs> What do you think about that? <laughs> Can you imagine freaking like kids before they fight in like high school and like punching themselves? <laughs> Just, it's like a form of peacocking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh it's man. Like who can punch themselves harder in the game? Yeah. So it was actually something that I, I read recently that I thought was actually a good point. Apparently, a lot of uh, like like African Americans that are fans of this franchise, they felt really betrayed by this because Disney just like hardcore alluded to Finn being a Jedi. Yeah, they did. They even like, promoted him to be yeah. like, on the posters and everything. They did, and honestly, I I would have preferred if Finn was the Jedi and Ray was just like a pilot mechanic person, but yeah. They totally like alluded to Finn being like this cool badass Jedi, and then when the movie came out, they just like they pulled the rug out from under them. They did, yeah. And like, and I don't. John Boyega is pretty upset about that too. I think. Yeah, I believe it. And he's actually come on to record and actually has he's shared that you know a lot of people did feel that way that that yeah. Finn you know was was should have been. A Jedi of some kind, and I think just so ended up being discarded. Like in the next movie, he's it's like not utilized. He's pretty much the Jedi that Ray should have been. Like you know, uh, like unskilled, unskilled level. Talent. Yeah, I agree yeah. With that. This I got really angry about. Yeah, <laughs> dude. 
uh, I didn't like any of it. See, like I was okay with like the the fighting with the lightsabers itself. I was okay with because it's so like uh, unskilled. Like the fighting that they do with each other, like it yeah. was cool. It was believable. I was like, yeah, you know, they're like rookies. They're unskilled. They don't know how to fight with lightsabers. Like, yeah, like makes sense that they would be doing it like this. But but the but, force, yeah, her power force is, use was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> We see she does a lot of stabs, right? It's the same as Palpatine. Yeah. Yeah. I just think she doesn't know what she's doing. I think that's why she's doing them, though. I don't know if that has, like... She doesn't know what she's doing, but it's in her blood. (laughs) 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 The helmet looked way too big for that guy. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) shaking around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, trench run. Uh. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of. Do you remember? Do you remember? Do you... yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm here. Oh no. <laughs> Darth Vader's tie just like comes in behind them. <laughs> Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. Up the whole franchise right there. Blasts all these guys. <laughs> goes over, shoots Ray and Poe. Bl- blows up the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> right. Like, why do they need to fly through a trench? Like, there's no need for it. Uh, they don't. They like. It, the, that's the thing. Like, is just that uncreative. Like they could just fly down and in through that crack. Like it's. Well, you could argue the same thing for the trench turn a New Hope. They could just fly in right before the, the exhaust port. That's true. I guess so. Unless, I don't know. I mean, unless the rest of the uh, Death Star is just too heavily fortified with, like, cannons or whatever. But That would make sense. Um, the other thing was the talk when you the Nava computers. They have to be, like, a straight shot on. But or not the Nava right, computer, yeah. the um, targeting computer. <laughs> You have to admit, though, this movie is beautiful. Oh, yeah. It was, like, visually, like, visually awesome, it was yeah. stunning. Like, it was a great movie. Like, um, just the cinematography, all the lighting sets, it's fantastic. Yeah. Like, like, this yeah, so awesome. scene was great. Fantastic. This I love is, like, it. my With favorite the snow, part of the movie. So cool. Yeah. So good. Yeah, it was something new. Like, a lightsaber duel and snow was pretty awesome. Like, it was something I think that J.J. always wanted from the beginning. Like, when he yeah. wanted, like, when he, uh, I think there was leaked artwork about it. Yeah. Run, run, run. 
<laughs> He's like related to Schwarzenegger now. Like, right? Do I need the dark side of the forest? Oh. Do it. Do it now. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Feel the power of the dark side of the hey, forest. <laughs> I need I need you close your boots in your starship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And thus we have the migrating scar. Oh man, this scar was so goofy looking. I'm really glad that Rhinot Johnson like changed where it was. Agreed. It does look weird. I don't know why they, they did it like that. It just looks strange. Yeah. Doesn't make his character any more intimidating. No, it looks really goofy. All the First Order, like, I think Bryce pointed this out at one point. Mm -hmm. All the First Order, like, officers, they're always so angry. Like, they're always so pissed off at something. And, like, all the Imperial officers are more, like, actual Nazis. But these guys are just, like, (laughs) people in costumes just, like, getting steamed at stuff. Like, Ah, SJWs think Nazis. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they were given for reference that that World War Two movie movie where like Hitler's in that room and he's with all. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that's your character, guys. Go with it. Yeah, yeah every single one. Dude, of them. honestly, for all these movies, like their focus groups were just SJWs. They pulled out a protest and they were like, "How should Nazis look like in space?" And they were they're angry and they hate everybody and they're just oh uh, they're angry uh, stupid yeah. and they're all white yeah all white yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and before you before you say your line beat yourself in the stomach a few times like yeah just like uh just middle dominance you know I have to say the coolest part of this viewing for me is now knowing that that's Ilum. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like it's it literally it's like, makes Starkiller Base so much more tolerable. Yeah, it's pretty sweet because like now I realize like that's where those Jedi younglings went to get their crystals to make their lightsabers. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a snowy planet, so it makes a lot of sense. Did they retcon that in later, or was that always the plan? That was reckoned in later. Okay, I thought so. Yeah, it, it mean it, it's convenient. It works. No, of of I, course, JJ I, would not be the that's one. That's what to I was thinking. That, JJ would that. have no idea that that's. No, yeah, thing. yeah, exactly. Wait, there's a cartoon. What? There's a there's a planet full of kyber crystals. <laughs> <laughs> Let's blow it up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love how from this scene everyone got mad when Chewie walks past Leia. Yeah. Like, just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like lifelong friend dead, you know, and just walks right past her. Yeah, dude, right? is, dude is how many centuries old at this point? And he's like, I don't need to mourn with her. It's fine. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm already yeah. over it. Standing over there, like, yeah. 
No one cares. It sounds like George. He's like, <laughs> they probably told him they're like, you know what, man? We need we need a girl a girl moment. Okay, you're out of the picture, Chewy. He's like, mom, mom, yeah. okay. <laughs> and R two shows up. With Seventeen minutes left. <laughs> yeah. You'd think someone would have ripped R2 apart at this point, like to try to, you know. Yeah. Get, get, use them for parts. <laughs> or just yeah. even like, because if they knew he was Luke's, like, asteroid droid, like, hey, you know, he's an asteroid droid for uh, ships and stuff that fly around in space. Maybe we should tear it apart. Maybe it'll have a record of where he is. Wait, wait a <laughs> like, minute. Like, so... like, look, at this. look at this. R2 has a, a map of the galaxy that he yeah. supposedly got from the Death Star. Like, I don't understand why there's a massive chunk missing. Like, It is weird. It's yeah. so, like, forced. Yeah. And the other thing was, so they had BB-8's map, but they're like, oh, we don't know the rest of it. But there's planets there, so couldn't they just look up what planet that is and look at any other map? Yeah, yeah. just cross-referencing. Like, yeah. I mean, it's a thing. <laughs> now, this is the only map in the entire Star Wars galaxy. It's like, it's like, man, they've been living under a rock too long. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my Lando. They should have just carried through with that relationship. Like they just made it such an awkward like, yeah. gay friend yeah. moment. It made like, sense. Like if they would have stuck to it. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I think it would have went that way if JJ did all three. But um, Ryan Johnson just made it such a thing with that force connection, right? It's kinda of like you almost right. couldn't not do it at that point. So Raylo. I mean, here's the other thing is we've watched an entire movie in which Poe and Ray don't exchange any words at yeah, all. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, that's like, really that was, weird. That was one yeah. thing that was like a huge sore thumb because the three of them were marked as like the new trio, yeah. right? Like, yeah. the, like, yeah. new, like men, <laughs> like I mean, you know, people say that Padme, Obi Wan, and Anakin aren't a good trio, but arguably they're significantly better because, like, for the entire first movie here. You know the the three of them never interact as a trio at all until the final movie of the trilogy. Like yeah. it's only the last the last like scene in Last Jedi where Poe and Ray meet on the Millennium Falcon as they're exiting um, crate, and yeah. they meet first time, and and that's where they exchange pleasantries. And it's yeah, like it felt awkward because it was so late. It took two movies yeah. to bring two of the trio of two of pe- members of that trio together, and it's like that's where yeah, that's where I think they insane. really flopped. They did, they, I mean, they did horribly with all three of like the trio of new characters in uh, Last Jedi. Like in this movie, they didn't do that great either. Like I think that was one of the big 
like flop points of the franchise to me is just how poorly they uh develop these characters because like yeah. at least in this one like they sort of build them up so it's like okay you know there's room for like you know more improvement and like more to happen and stuff like that and then in last jedi they just tank so hard like i don't want to dive into that till we watch that movie but like it's just such a like it was just so wasted because you know they're like oh we got like the new generation and they just crapped all over them. Like it's it's funny that you mentioned that about the character development because I've heard a lot of people like you know like their their reason for one of the reasons for for them to like these these movies a lot is it compared to like the prequels, so to say, is the is the character um, development over the course of the the the, the films. But yeah, like I mean, I, I I'm I'm kind of like on your side of the fence where it's like I don't really see that much character development in most of the characters aside from Ben Solo. Exactly. Like, yeah. Ben is I the one that has. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Ben is the one that has like consistent development throughout all three movies. To like. Yeah, but, I totally agree with that. But for me, at least. Yeah, like for me, like you know, Finn and Poe and Ray, like they have some development in this movie like enough that they could like you know pick up with it stronger like in the next one but like they crapped so so hard on like poe and finn's characters in the next movie it was awful like they totally flushed it down the toilet to square one well it's like it's like the arc just kind of fell apart it's like really did yeah individual character arcs fell apart yeah Yeah. like i mean mean, i'll probably go on like a tangent when we're watching the next movie about how Mm -hmm. like absolutely how they basically just raped their character development in last jedi but yeah well poe never really had much character really in this movie at all i mean he flies ships and that's about it yeah yeah, yeah. i think that's ben, why like ben had in, development. The, in the yes. interview for uh for for rise of skywalker when they when he was asked if he was coming back to play his character he was like nope <laughs> oh really that's funny yeah he was really straight up about it yeah that's hilarious it was, it was kind of turned into a like a meme online when was this recorded like it was promotional promotional interviews for Rise of Skywalker. For Rise of Skywalker. Sorry, who yeah. said no? That was that was Oscar Isaac and uh, yeah, yeah. It was actually Oscar Isaac and uh, and uh, John Boyega, and they so were they asked. Uh, yeah, they were both asked at the same time. Like, so will you guys ever be returning as your characters in a future Star Wars movies? They both looked at each other like, nope, nope. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Nah. Well, it just shows yeah. you, like, yeah, I wouldn't want to. I, I mean, if He's it was like, like that. somebody who at least interest, if if they had any interest in their own character at all, they would be like, "Oh, it would be great to return as the character if the if the opportunity ever came up, right?" Yeah, any, anything like that, not just nope. Like that was yeah. that was all they said. Nope. Yeah, you could like, tell then at that point they're just done with it and they just don't want anything else to do with it. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're just so done with these movies. But I mean, and also like one more thing about like the ending of this film. Uh, I, I know that's one of your favorite John Williams tracks there at the end, Blake. It is a good one. I really like both. Uh, actually, I really like Ray's theme, which is the thing's playing right now. And I really yeah. like uh, the theme, yeah, when they're uh, right at the ending and she's going up the staircase. It's like, it's probably like the only prominent like theme aside from the resistance I would theme. Say the resistance theme as well. The resistance yeah. march or whatever it's called. Those, Yeah. And you know what? Actually, you know what? Kylo Ren's theme actually is not bad, but I mean, it's uh, it's like the First Order march or whatever it is. But uh, I don't know. Aside from that, most of the other music is is not that memorable. I don't know. It's just almost like. And what's interesting is 
watching the other movies prior to this one, going directly into it, the music does have a different kind of feel. Even though it's John Williams it all the way through, yeah. but it, maybe it's just because it's more modern and John Williams is he's done a yeah. million themes, and it's been it's a long time. More subtle. It's yeah, it is. Now. It's definitely a lot more subtle. I think that's the main thing. Yeah. And that's something I, yeah. I I didn't like about it. I was like, I want it to slap me in the face. Like yeah. Star Wars, the Star Wars music is some of the best film music in history. Like I want there to be a theme that just hits me across the face, you know, with like a a giant like like Duel of Fates, like that yeah. that movie came out. That song is so freaking iconic. It's so good. And yeah, and even though a lot of people don't like the movie. Like there's still so many people who are like, oh yeah, that's Duel of Fates. Like that's oh yeah, that's recognize it immediately. It's so iconic. You recognize it anywhere, yeah. And like and 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 then Episode Four being the first of that trilogy uh, was uh, was like the binary sunset is like the the biggest theme out of that movie, and that in itself is so iconic enough that it became the theme that echoes through all the movies. So when it came down to like this movie, I was like, what what like this is the one that's going to kick off the trilogy what theme is going to ring through the whole trilogy that's really going to get me amped and even though those songs that you pointed out are really good mm-hmm. they just don't slap me in the face like all the other ones said no it's not it is less yeah less in your face and i think a part of that is there's not nearly as many horns or is it the other songs there's a lot of of like yeah like like horns yeah. and stuff yeah. Like what we're hearing right now, these these are horns. But the main themes in this it's more like cellos and violins and stuff. Like it's really like more right. like classic, classic orchestral, like yeah. Beethoven almost sort of I feel. Like way more subtle. Yeah, and I think Reed, you mentioned something about the music as well, saying that it wasn't your favorite at one point you said that. Oh, about this movie? About about just these three movies in general. Yeah, like it just wasn't memorable. Like, I mean, like, I kind of can, like, pick up on, like, you know, Ray's theme and stuff like that, but that's about it. it that, yeah, it's not, like, that integral. Like, it doesn't, uh, like, set the, the mood very well or the tone, I guess, because, like, that's what was so cool about, like, the original trilogy and, well, even the prequels and stuff like that, is that, like, when they, it was very, like, theatrical and like bombastic because like right like you know with the scenes like any empire scene right like <clears throat> not only do they look intimidating but they have the music to back them up whereas in mm-hmm. these movies i don't feel like they really did that that well um how, how did you guys feel when you first walked out of this movie in the movie theater just kind of meh i i was yeah. excited i mean i i had so much writing up to this movie that i don't think i could have disliked it because it was just it was more star wars right so it was yeah. definitely- See, that's the way i felt going into the movie yeah. and then when i came out of the movie i just felt very empty like very mm. like almost like i watched a, a shell of a star wars movie like yeah it, it, it the star wars skin but it didn't have the same heart that star wars should have yeah mm-hmm. so like i was out when i watched this movie i was kind of like oh this is okay like i didn't uh, like of all the news movies like i don't really like hate it that much yeah. but then right. at the same time like when i walked out of that movie like i knew right away like this was the beginning of the end because i was like there's <laughs> so much because like I, you know i thought about it, i was like okay so what do they have to do with the next movie 
to mm-hmm. make me really re- like it. And I've, I'm, I was like, okay, they got to either do something that I haven't thought of that's going to like totally throw it like out of the park, like they're going to do an amazing job or something like that, or it's just going to because there was so many gaps for them to fill in and so many like things that they needed to do that they didn't do in this movie right like just like we were talking about with like character development there's so many things they needed to do with character development to make the characters more interesting more compelling and for them to pick up like and like carry the weight like them being the new generation and stuff i was like knew i knew right away i was like okay well i i would love to you know I, like I hope that they do all this stuff in the next movie, but I don't. I just don't think they're going to do it. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, Actually, I do recall the very first time I saw it, I was so enamored by Han Solo being killed because I wasn't like, like now looking back, like it seems right, obvious. Yeah. But the first time, I just I can't believe they actually did it, and I remember being kind of in shock, to be honest. Yeah, right? like. You know, like you can't really like think about anything. Like you're just, like you're just kind of numb. Yeah. yeah, I remember I did feel that for at least till like the end of the And even going into the, the coffee shop or the pub or whatever it was and talking about it afterwards, I still was just like baffled. Yeah. Uh, like for me, yeah. I wasn't I wasn't that shocked because I went into the movie and I was like, okay, they're going to kill off someone from the old cast. I don't know who's going to be. Could oh, be you weird. expected that, hey? I expected it 100%. Really? Like I knew just like, what what told you they're gonna kill off one of these cash cows? Because because uh, like the direction they were trying to push it, right? Because I mean that was their whole thing from the get go with this whole mm-hmm. new cast of characters was that like oh yeah this is the next generation like this these guys are the new ones that are gonna come in and they're gonna be like the future of the franchise. So I. I knew like 100% that somebody was going to die. I had no idea who it was going to be. Like, I, I, like, I mean, I know uh, Harrison Ford had his history yeah. of like not wanting to be in the movies anymore and stuff like that. But I knew 100% going into the movie. I was like, someone is going to die. I don't know who it's going to be, but it's going to be someone. Because mm. um, it's just like, it's too much. Like, I think I men- mentioned earlier, like having that many, like huge characters, like they, because like, they have like you know the the original the OG team like you know Leia Han Ch- uh, Chewie and Luke and then they've got the the new generation team the with uh, Poe and Finn and Ray and uh, BB BB8 or whatever and so like I I already mentioned earlier like they uh, like had a hard time fitting a lot of s- stuff in like you know mm-hmm. with R2D2 yeah. and uh, see therapio because there's just like you know they're like there's almost they're like trying. No when they're trying to push the new characters yeah yeah because that like they already have like holes like with character development with the new cast of characters because on top of trying to develop the new characters make them fun and interesting and stuff like that they've got all the old characters that they they, they still need to like give cadence to and stuff i mean it's funny because at like the end of the day with like luke's character they've just basically like they didn't fit him into the movie at all to the very end no, they were, like he was basically a cameo and that was one of the things that bothered me too like because like yeah like they just dropped the ball with that like anything happening with his character which was like ridiculous yeah, yeah. i know that that bothered me quite a bit i was really disappointed to find out luke was like five seconds before the credits yeah uh, i was just thinking though while you were explaining why you saw it coming it did dawn on me that 
if you look at both Phantom Menace and A New Hope, there is the one like wise character who does die, right? He's like, yeah, because it's part of the right. the mentor. The mentor dies. The, the mentor, mm-hmm. yeah, because it's kind of just yeah. like the, the classic storytelling, right? Yeah, I guess that there is some sort of parallel there. Yeah, so, I mean, oh, sorry, go ahead. go ahead. Oh no, you you can continue. It's fine. Uh, I was going to say like. And that's what George based the entire franchise off of was that classic trope story like storytelling, and that big part of that is the main character finds someone who can teach them the mentor, and the mentor dies before the main character is fully trained, and they're forced to go off, which is what you get with with Anakin, with Qui Gon, and then again with Luke and Obi Wan. But I guess because we've kind of been numb to that, and like, and it's a little bit different because we weren't as attached. So like if if the movies came out in release order, by the time we got to New Hope, if Obi-Wan, this guy from the prequels that we've known for forever and we love him, he's one of our favorite characters. If he died then in, in New Hope, if we saw it in that order, I think people would have been just as bothered as they were yeah. with Han Solo. But because it was released differently, it's not doesn't have that same kind of emotional connection. So I could see why people are more pissed off about it now. Yeah, I mean – but also, I mean, like it's true what you said about Han Solo being people's one of most people's favorite characters. He is the only character out of a lot of these legacy characters that got his own movie. True. Yeah. So, like, it's it is still shocking that I think like they went with that decision. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, one thing one thing for me about this movie, like the way that it ends, um, is like I think JJ is a hundred percent to blame for like the state that Luke Skywalker is in in the Last Jedi. Like they spent the the entire movie like trying to find Luke Skywalker, and it's like you know it, it, it's like okay whatever they're they're trying to find Luke Skywalker. Like but like why did Luke run away in the first place? He must have a pretty good reason. And so yeah, like when it came down to like Last Jedi, it's like a lot of people blame Ryan Johnston for I guess the state of mind that Luke was in. But to me, like for him, for Luke Skywalker to be on an island in the middle of nowhere on a planet that is off most databases, like where you have to find a treasure map to basically find, I, I, you know, I just, to me, it actually made sense. I'm like, this guy must be so upset about something that he just runs away. And and like doesn't want to be found. Like of course, like of course he's going to be in that state of mind. Like I mean, I, I don't know what else he would be doing there for, unless he's on some very prolonged Jedi mission, which uh, ended up going wrong, and now he's like stuck somewhere. But he's just chilling there, looking sad on the edge of a cliff, looking like he's going to jump. Yeah. And 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 then Ray comes up with the lightsaber. He's in tears. Turns around, you know, takes off the hood. You know, looks even more sad when he sees the lightsaber and then, and then he was going to jump. I mean, that's, that's what I think when I see. Okay. So that was, that was a written, like also moment before he Luke Skywalker, the most, you know, hearty character in in the entire franchise of not, any franchise was about to commit suicide. Yeah, well, that's that's just it, and that's and a lot of people are like, okay, Ryan Johnson's to blame for for depressing sad Luke, but I honestly think it's J.J. Abrams' like setup that led to that decision being made, and because where do you go from that, right? Like, like I don't see where else it would have gone from that ending of that movie, um, looking the way he did, and also like he's in his like traditional kind of Jedi garb 
robes and everything like that. And then yeah, have that. Yeah. And then the last Jedi, um, he's, you know, he's, he's in the stuff. And then the next time you see him, he goes into his hut and he actually changes into his like normal wear, like his like daily, daily things. And so right. a lot it of people make it really weird why he was wearing his like, his like, yeah, his like dress robes and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So like, cause he doesn't want to be a Jedi anymore. Like he's done with the force. He's cut himself off. Like, why was he wearing his traditional Jedi robes uh, in yeah. that moment? Like a lot of people are thinking, well, at least from what I've read online, uh, and you know, I tend to kind of side with them on this. Is like a lot of people are like, you know what? Maybe he was just, you know, going to make a moment out of it and and become one with the Force, right? Like, it, you know, just just dress in his Jedi robes and you know, freaking fly off the edge kind of thing. So it's um, super dark. Yeah, well, I know. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you're looking at the guy who almost killed his own nephew. So I mean, like, it is it is a pretty a drastic change of of you know from what we've seen in the last trilogy of films but um yeah i don't know i mean to go back to like empire strikes back and it came up um even when we were watching that movie that like luke does have like i think reed you brought this up that luke does have this habit to get very discouraged a lot Debbie of downer true yeah most of the movie and, like, and yeah. Yeah, we talked about in the original trilogy yeah, so I don't actually think that it's out of character for Not him. Terribly far, but it's no. funny because the trilogy was more or less about him kind of getting over that, and then it's just like, oh, he never did. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like it, it took twenty nine years, but eventually he kind of sulked back to his old ways, I guess. But um, I guess like back then, I guess he had people like Yoda and and Obi Wan and stuff pointing the way for him, and 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 re you know, putting him back on the path that he started. And, and, uh, you know, now that Luke is the master, like at this point in time, like he, I, I don't know, maybe it's just Yoda and Obi-Wan's choice not to show up as a force ghost or let alone missed opportunity through this entire trilogy, by the way, to not have Anakin Skywalker be talking to his son, right? Like this to me was what I thought, like before the force awakens came out, when they announced the sequels, I'm like, this is awesome. We're going to have Mark Hamill chatting to like a- Anakin Skywalker and we're going to have like Ewan McGregor in there, maybe even Liam Neeson. Like, you know, I'm cool. Yeah. Like a whole trilogy has had so many missed opportunities. And I think like if George had his way with this trilogy, we would have had that stuff. Like we would have had, you know, that payoff of of the head swap that he made all the way back in 2005 or 2004 or whatever it was. That's like, true. We yeah. It's almost like had, alluding to it. Yeah, like we would have had all this this paid off in these films, and like the most we got out of Anakin Skywalker in Star Wars was uh, in the sequels was uh, like two lines to voiceovers in the final film. Like I'm I'm thankful that they even put it in, but I mean it was clouded around all this other stuff. Like we didn't even get to see the guy. So um, yeah, it's just yeah I don't know this so I, to go back to like how I was feeling after I watched this film it, it was it was a very empty feeling inside because I expected so much more from I guess what we based on what we had and and I guess what George Lucas was setting up and uh and then what we got was very very different from what I thought it could be hmm. so yeah yeah but uh, anyway I mean I guess that went all right. 
<laughs> could have gone better, but I mean, anyway. at, at this point, like, I just kind of feel indifferent about it. Like, you're, you're feeling you're feeling different about the movie. Indifferent, like it's there and it's a movie. Yeah, I, I definitely don't feel the attachment that I feel to the other six. Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. And as time has gone by, like, have you guys kind of liked it less and less? I honestly, I like it about as much as like this movie specifically. I like it about as much as like when I first walked out of that theater, like just kind of like, eh, like visually great movie, like awesome, like visual Star Wars movie and stuff like cool Star Wars movie, but just wasn't original. Like it, that's what I knew day one. I was like, oh, cool. Like Death Star, like 3.0 cool beans. All right. (laughs) And then like, like I was saying earlier, right? Like I knew the moment I walked out of that movie like that uh they needed there was too much that they needed to make up for and so i knew like they weren't going to be able to carry that torch over properly Mm -hmm. like a lot of like them they just dropped the ball like hardcore in the the next movie no that's fair Uh, yeah I don't, when I first watched it, I liked it. And then as time went by and I thought about it more, I got kind of annoyed by it. And the more I learned about the film itself, the more annoyed I got. And I've just kind of been numb to that, I think, since then. So right. I yeah. just kind of feel indifferent about it, to be honest. So I'm going to give it a, a solid meh. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's exactly i think the way that i feel about it i mean uh i i put the blame of the sequels on this movie for the being the one that sets it up the way it does um but uh like so i mean i'd give it even less than a meh like i you know i walked out feeling feeling very empty inside I, very I I felt, uh, yeah like i mean but luke's face when he looks at ray who's holding out the lightsaber like his face that's like you know, like that, that was me. Like when I, when I like walked out of the theater, I was like, yeah. what did I see? Like, what did I just like, I was expecting so much. Right. And it was just like, I was so let down, but, um, but I mean, it, uncomparably to the other ones, like I, I mean, it's kind of the same. Like I give, I give it a solid meh, but uh, the other ones are, are interesting enough because like, I think the three of us can all agree that, you know, we like those ones even less um, for, majority of the film uh i don't know it, 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 would that be the the best way to put it I guess? <coughs> yeah yeah i'm yeah. kind of just meh like all right whatever it happened whatever. yeah i can't like, change it, it. and that's the thing it didn't need to happen and this movie and the following two movies have totally changed the narrative of like how episode six leaves things off yeah but, that's probably the thing that scorns me the most to be honest is just the effect it had on the other movies yeah yeah but like i don't know i've kind of reached a, a point where like in my heart i almost pretend they don't exist <laughs> exactly that's, the, that's, either, the way yeah. I, that's the way i see it too i mean i've been returning books that have like as you know like just that yeah. was helping like setting up these new films and i've tried so hard to get into this story like like i've genuinely like tried to like it you know, by buying the comic books, buying the books, you know, like I, even though I haven't purchased any Lego from this era, I just like, I, I've definitely 
tried to do my best to embrace what Disney was doing. And mm -hmm. uh, I just really couldn't, I, like after Rise of Skywalker came out, I, I just, I walked out and I was like, it's done. Like, that's it. It's over. We're not going to get any more. I'm, I'm fine with that. Like, wow. I mean, focus in on another era. This, the anthology films have been great. Like, yeah, I no, do not care for the sequels at all. Yeah. For, I have to say, I'm, I'm kind of sequel out at this point. Yeah. And I'm really excited to take a look at some stories happening pre prequels. So, some stuff with like the, the original Republic. In the Jedi Order, and you know that's the crazy thing is like people have always wanted that. Like, like I, yeah. I don't know why they just didn't like. I, like the, George is kind of the one who like, and I hate to point the blame on him. But I mean, like I, I mean Disney's obviously the one that decided to throw his outline away. But I mean George was the guy who had the idea to do three more that followed Episode Six. So like it started with him. If he just sold the company and didn't even bring it up, I'm sure that they wouldn't have tried to make an episode seven unless it kind of had George's blessing behind it. Like, you know, they did get on this bandwagon because of him. Like it was that initial outline to script, to redo another script that actually sparked this whole trilogy to happen. Um, and then even solo was like his idea. And so like a lot of what they've done so far aside from Rogue One, have kind of been based on his legacy. And I think we're in this really interesting time right now where Rise of Skywalker is done and we've had statements from, from Lucasfilm uh, saying, you know, we're going to take a step back, reevaluate re what George has done with Star Wars. Like, yeah, I, I think they realized that. Before, but yeah, they took a wrong turn, right? But yeah, and so like you know, we've had those statements come out, and and it's been very upsetting and confusing to to hear. But uh, but you know, they're going to take a step back, reevaluate what George has done with Star Wars, so that they can plan out what they're going to do going forwards. So like, I, I that I can get behind. I just hope that the next time around that we actually see a live action Star Wars movie that ends up being something that everybody likes, you know, and not something that's down the center. Yeah, I think that'd be good too. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, here's the thing: like, we all feel very strongly about Star Wars because we're all Star Wars fans, and I think like that's yeah. that's we're that's that's the best. Attached. Exactly, and that's I think. I mean, I feel bad for Ryan Johnson sometimes because even though, even though his movie is like known to be kind of the most controversial of pretty much every Star Wars movie, a heap um, of garbage. You mean? He, yeah, I just feel bad for the guy because because so much of the sequels uh, hate just goes directed towards him, and and yeah, and the lot. way, he, yeah, and and it's not all his fault. Like like it's divvied up amongst a, a lot of people in charge. But but I mean, um, like he he was the writer and director of that film. Uh, but I mean, you know, it's just one out of three. Uh, so it's like whatever. But um, I think like one of the things that that it comes down to in the end is um, uh, that you know there's a, there's I mean there's a lot of blame to go around and, and and hopefully hopefully just hopefully the next time around they have the right people in charge. Um, so I guess there's a lot of hope from people that we're gonna have 
you know, like people like John Favreau and Dave Filoni in charge of another Star Wars movie, or even uh, even Kevin Feige, who's a huge Star Wars fan, been successfully producing Marvel films for years. Uh, mm. Like you know, he's going to be eventually doing a, a Star Wars film that came news came out like, like I think I just earlier want, this year. Honestly, year I just want Dave Filoni to step into the George Lucas role and kind of be the master of everything and just have an an overlooking point. Where he yeah. sees all the stories and keeps everything in line. That's what I want. See, and that's the thing about George Lucas. Like, he's never been a businessman, really. And I think that's why he elected Kathleen Kennedy to be his CEO even before he sold the company. And it was to kind of um, almost like legacy carry her through into employment under Disney, Disney's umbrella. So that he would still have a little birdie to whisper to who would kind of do his bidding. Uh, like you know, Mr. Luke is pulling a Palpatine move here. But yeah, honestly, uh, I think that was the original game plan as well. Yeah, I think that was his game plan because Disney had already, like Bob Iger had already said, like we're not buying your company to, like respectfully, we're not going to buy your company based on a contract that has to make your movies. Like we're going to make our own movies with your IP that you're going to sell to us for a couple billion dollars. I mean, like it's fair enough to say. Um, so, you know, I, I get it, but so then George was like, okay, well I'll just elect my, my buddy to like my friend, longtime friend and producer Kathleen Kennedy to step into that businessy chair. And I'm still going to be calling all the shots as creative consultant. Well, like that creative consultant role went right away down the drain as soon as they tossed away his outline, because he then decided, well, if they're not going to use my outline, what's the point of me staying here? Kathleen Kennedy left with nobody to give her advice. Uh, hires the person that she thinks is best for the the rewrite of this new script and the new film, which is J.J. Abrams. And, you know, after a couple of pleas to get him to take the film, he takes the gig and makes Force Awakens. But, I mean, obviously, she's not the best person to be making creative decisions as far as yeah, Star Wars goes. She hardly knows anything she about it. She was a producer, right? So she was dealing with, like, money and keeping everything in line and coordinating stuff. But she wasn't... Yeah. She's not a story person. She never has been. No. And I'm sure she's a great producer. Like, I'm sure she's fantastic at what she's supposed to do as a, as a story, you know, planner. And uh, like, it's just not her job. It's just not her in her set of She's skills, not a creative. Right? No, no, she's not a creative. Yeah. She's, I mean, like. She's the business side of it. That's what producers are. They're not supposed to be yeah. key creative people. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The business side of it. And it's like, that's great. As, as long as you're teamed up with the right person who can make all those story decisions for you. Right. Um, and I don't, I think her issue is like, she's never had somebody who's solidly kind of been there because even if, even if you could make the case of JJ Abrams was supposed to do the first Ryan Johnson, the second and Colin Trevorrow, the third, because all three of them were kind of announced around the same time to do one of each. Right. Um, like at least what they could have done is have the three of them just hash it out in a room and freaking write the sequel trilogy right then and there, plan out all the three films, 
you know, and then just do them, like do those and not have one and then do the next one and then do the next one. And all they had was maybe one sheet of notes to say like, oh yeah, this character can go that and do that. And, you know, we'll have these beats for the, these characters here. And amongst all those decisions, you have Colin Trevorrow getting fired. You've got, um, you know, like a lot of, a lot of what usually happens during the process of making the films, like things just change. Right. And, yeah. and so like, things are really unfortunate, like Gary Fisher passing away. That too, that too. Yeah. On Un- unexpected events that happen that, that change the course of the films. And when you don't have a solid group of people that have had this solid plan, I mean, you know, it, it becomes very, very difficult to navigate those rough waters when all of a sudden they're stuck as to what they're going to do. And I mean, this is a story that a lot of us feel very strongly about. And to go back to what I was saying about Ryan Johnson, like he put it in the best way possible, um, is that like, that's that's why Star Wars fans get so upset about things and, and get so angry because they feel more passionately about this than almost anything else in their life like it was just like it's fair to say. I mean, <laughs> so yeah it's uh i mean i don't know i guess the best way to look at it was probably be the way that george lucas put it in that one that one interview uh was like well uh the porn star was that you move on with your life <laughs> i still love I still that, love that a lot. Classic yeah, george. Like, yeah classic george what's wrong with you nerds <laughs> <laughs> all right all right guys well uh we'll catch you next time on star wars escape pod when uh, we watch uh, the last jedi uh commentary track we also have the mandalorian coming out very very soon as of this recording uh it's actually going to uh, premiere in just a couple days i think it's uh the 30th that that episode comes out so uh when you guys hear this recording the first episode of the mandalorian will have already been released uh which is pretty crazy so uh, it's possible that uh, i might actually drop this a little early but uh i don't know we'll see about that um but we're planning to do the recording for an after show the very first episode of season two of the mandalorian we're going to be uh, chatting about it after so uh, after show style uh so if any of you guys remember uh last year we had a series called the mandalorian nights and uh mandalorian nights are basically just the evenings in which the mandalorian episode came out and uh round table style we'd be getting together just chatting about what we saw so we're going to be doing the same thing, but we're going to be doing it a couple days after the episode comes out and uh, dropping these episodes uh, probably midway through the week sort of thing uh, because they're going to be a little shorter. So uh, that'll be kind of a new routine going forward as we do Mandalorian season two coverage. And uh, that's pretty much all the news I got. So just, you know, just so you can stay on top of it. That's that's kind of up the chain uh, as well as last last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker commentary tracks. Uh, but uh, anyway, let us know what you thought and uh, we'll catch you guys next time. May the force be with you. Mm-hmm.